Welcome to the Pop Ninja Podcast, where we reminisce about the pop culture of the 70s, 80s, and beyond. From bell-bottom jeans to parachute pants, from Panama Jack shirts to members-only jackets, from Smurfs and Scooby-Doo to Thundar the Barbarian. If you had a Rubik's Cube, wore a swatch watch, was crazy about m m m max headroom, or ever wondered who shot JR, then this podcast is where you will feel right at home. Now, jump in the DeLorean time machine and join your hosts, Lisa and Patrick, as they take you on a pop culture adventure through the greatest decades of all time. Hello out there in podcast land and welcome to another totally awesome episode of the Pop Ninja Podcast. I'm Patrick Bennett coming to you from the swamplands of Southwest Louisiana and joining me over Zoom from her secret lair in Pennsylvania is my partner in crime, Miss Lisa Everett. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Patrick. I hey, guess we- my lair's not not, not an evil one anymore. It's now it's a secret one. Oh, it's secret? I know about it. That's what you just... <laughs> That's what you just said. It's a secret lair, but it was evil. You told said it was evil oh, before. It's secret. So, okay. We're, we're going to keep it a secret. Okay. It's, it's the best Just from Jamie. We're keeping it a, a secret from Jamie. He, he can't know. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Speaking of, we also have a special yeah. guest with us uh, joining us over Zoom and also from the Swamplands, Louisiana, my friend Jamie Ray, who is also a podcaster. Hey, Jamie. Hey guys, how are y'all doing? Zoom, 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 zoom. Hi. Uh, <laughs> hey Jamie. Hey Lisa. Jamie hey, also Jamie. has a uh, he has a podcast called Fave Five from Fans, where where he and guests review their favorite list of five items from a variety of subjects. Super cool podcast. Uh, he's a super cool dude. Welcome oh, to Pod oh. Ninja Podcast, Jamie. How you? He is a sh- He's a Superman. Superman. Man, man. <laughs> oh, God. Well, Jamie. Thank y'all so much for having me on well, here. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, Jamie, uh, I'm going to give Lisa a break today, and we're okay. going to put you in the trivia hot seat. Oh, gosh. Are you okay. ready to play a round of super retro trivia? Yes, sir. Bring it. It's time once again for a round of Super Retro Trivia. Sit down, strap on that thinking cap, and get ready to go. In five, four, three, two, one. All right, I'm going to let Lisa ask you the first question. Okay. Okay. All right, I got a good one, okay? Um, I don't know, Patrick... If you don't know it, Jamie, I guess Patrick can answer too. Like, um, oh, I don't know. This, this this actually shocked me because I didn't know this. But since we're doing superhero stuff, yeah. Um, who does the opening narration for The Incredible Hulk? Whose voice? Oh, is that's... it Lurch? Oh, <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. I was going to uh, jump in there. I better shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I think I know. I, I, I heard you. I thought at one part, part bleh, I thought at one time it was the, um, yeah. the reporter, Carl Stricken. Oh, no, wait, that's the oh. wrong lurch. It's Ted Cassidy. Too late. Yeah, it's not <laughs> David Cassidy. It's oh, not Sean that Cassidy. That would be a whole different show. Yeah. 
<laughs> I would yeah. be. A little guitar. And you riff. know who Ted Cassidy is? Well, of yeah. course, he was the first lurch. The first lurch. Yeah. yeah. And, and a bionic Bigfoot. Yeah. He, he was one, one of the second one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. After Andre yeah. the Giant gave it yeah. up. Never knew that. All right. That's true. Number two. Okay. Number two. Number two. On the 70s and 80s TV series, The Dukes of Hazard. Yes. What was Boss Hogg's first and middle names? Oh, you got me. Gotcha. I have, I have no idea. Lisa, uh, do you know? Percival. Buford T. Justin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll tell you the answer. Okay. They called him JD and it stood for Jefferson Davis. Oh, John, I was going to say John Davis. Jefferson I figured Davis it Hall. had to be some uh, Civil War reference or something. Yeah, there you go. Right. All right. Lisa, you got another question for him? Yeah. Um, who played the original Superman? Ooh. Oh, I know this show. I know this Yeah. Oh, well, if you're asking TV show, that's not the original. Is it the, the one from the serial or George Reeves from the TV show that came after the serial? That's the one. Yeah, because the, <laughs> the original Superman was Kirk Allen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't uh, even know that. Okay. I, I didn't know there was one before George Reeves, so. Hey, yeah. come on. When you come to us with uh, nerd questions, you've got to be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> now, Jamie, this one is more for the audience because I know you already know the answer. Uh, okay. Who was originally cast as Marty McFly, and they started filming Back to the Future, and then he was replaced with Michael J. Fox because he just didn't. Uh, it, things didn't go as well for the directors that they had hoped. You know. Yeah. Who yeah. was it? Um. So you've actually caught me because I can't remember what? the actor's name. It, it was the guy who um, he was in Quicksilver. Uh, oh, I've seen pictures too of him in the outfit. Lisa, you know what? Say it again. What? It was in what? Back to the Future. Before Michael J. Fox, they had another actor. They had already started filming. Kevin Bacon. With. No. You said Kevin Bacon because he said Quicksilver, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was it was he even close? Was the guy in Quicksilver the one? I don't remember about? him in Quicksilver. Matthew Modine, Eric no, Stoltz, not, Eric Stoltz. That's oh, it. Stoltz. yeah, that's it. Yes. Eric Stoltz. Some yeah, I can see him. I can't. I couldn't think yeah. of. Him. He was oh. the, the fly too. Fifty percent. Oh, well, I don't know. Batting average of uh, 0. 0.5 is pretty well, I'll good. I tell you but what. I, I tell you what. Lisa's got a bonus. She'll she'll raise oh, your average here. Yeah, okay. I have a right. bonus, and it should be both of you should get it, or I don't know what to say. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. okay. And the Superman. No. Um. In the in the Superman movie, what color Ooh. are Lois Lane's underwear? Pink. Every guy would remember that. <laughs> Not that he's looking. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. You got one. Uh, if you so, got it wrong, I, I mean, I don't know what color, other color. That's 80%. Been, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Okay. Good job. Good job. Okay. Wow. Thank you. Hulk Boy Smash trivia questions. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Well, today 
we're going to be focusing on comic books of the 70s and 80s. So we've picked a couple of uh, comic book based movies from those decades to talk about, okay. as well as a couple of TV shows. And, and then we're going to talk about comic books themselves from those decades. I so, cannot wait to talk about Howard the Duck. Yeah. So I'm going to kick it off with the 1989 movie Batman. Every punk in this town is scared stiff. They say he can't be killed. They say he drinks blood. Is there a six-foot bat in Gotham City? Vicky Vale. Bruce Wayne. And what do you do for a living? He's a tired old man. Can't run this city without me. Your luck is about to change. Terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. He's out there right now. And I've got to go to work. by Sam Ham, and I'm not lying, that's his name, Sam Ham. I am, uh, who is an amazing screenwriter and, and not only wrote Batman, but he also wrote Batman Returns, and believe it or not, he wrote the movie Monkey Bone. Oh, really? <laughs> so I don't know how you go from Monkey Bone to Batman, but Sam Ham found the path into it. That's hilarious. He also Sam uh, Ham, Sam Ham. Ham. Yeah, yeah, he's spam. <laughs> Green spam. Right. Yeah. And uh, he also created and wrote the superhero TV series Mantis in the mid-90s. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, I love that show. And uh, I read the original Sam Hamm script of uh, Batman after the movie came out. And uh, he actually had Robin in the script. Oh, really? Yeah. And there were also some cool scenes that I wish would have made it into the movie where uh, – Batman's in the Batmobile and he's chasing the Joker through the, the busy streets and uh, the Joker blows up some cars with some bombs and yeah. it block, blocks the traffic. So Batman's stuck in a traffic jam and the Joker's getting away. So Batman jumps out of the Batmobile and he uh, flags down a, a horse cop, horseback uh -huh. cop, and he takes the horse and uh, gallops after the Joker, dodging in and out of cars, you know, and goes through the tunnel on horseback. I mean, it's really That's cool. cool. Yeah, so a lot of it, you know, a lot, a lot of little things throughout the script. If you can ever find it, it's probably online. You can read it. Check out that script. It's awesome. Are there pictures? No. And you're I talking Michael Keaton? <clears throat> yes. Right? Yeah. Got but, on a horse. Okay. No, this is in the script. 
the original script, not not but not they what, didn't... what was filmed. It was in the original draft of the script. Oh, okay. Because when you said you could get online and see it, I thought you meant like there's a. No. Uh, it was cut from the movie or no, something. No, I said you could see the script. <laughs> oh no, I wanted to see Michael Keaton jumping on a horse. And... Well, who knows? Michael Keaton's yeah. back in the rubber right now. Yeah, and we, we might see it. But um, yeah, I, I hope that's a different meaning of what you're saying. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you're talking about the rubber costume of Batman. Yes. Okay. Yes, he's he's filming scenes for that. Uh, what you were talking movie. about. I don't want to see it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see it either. But uh, but like we said, the film starred, which caused lots of controversy at the time. Yes. Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne and Batman, and I remember thinking when I first heard that, you know, Mr. Mom is going to be Batman. So many joke, people you know? thought that. Yes. But come on, Beetlejuice is going to be Batman. Surely yeah. there were hundreds of you know taller, muscular, better-looking guys out there than Michael Keaton who could have taken on this role. But uh, but you know what? Surprisingly to me, it worked. Yeah, he Michael did a great Keaton, job. Yeah, he he pulled it off. What would you think about his role? I, I thought he was great. I really did. And you know, I I loved him in Mr. Mom, but also. Uh, Johnny Dangerously oh, has yeah, been one of my favorite films. And that's just like crazy film. And yeah. then to see him coming out as Batman, I was very worried. Yeah. But I remember seeing it on, on the big screen and I was incredibly impressed. He did a great job. I agree. Lisa, what would you think about it? Yeah, I, um, Jamie, I love Johnny Dangerously too. Oh, thank no, you. Yeah, no, was... no, no. What did you think about Batman? <laughs> <laughs> About Michael Keaton as Batman, <laughs> but I did like Johnny Dangerously. Um, uh, I he was okay. I, he just he was just okay. Little, um, he needed somebody needed to feed him and and, and uh, um, Alpha you know, bump him up job. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, give him a sandwich or something. Yeah. He he needed yeah. to go stay at the uh, the Briar Rose and eat That's some right. of your meatballs. Yeah. <laughs> there you the go. Tacos. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he did a great job. It's just in some of the scenes, it was weird because uh, when he was next to Vicky Vale, if you notice, like on that staircase, he had to go up a couple of steps higher just to be yeah. the same height. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, they had, they had to do some little trick photography to make him look taller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they do that in every Tom Cruise movie, so yeah, that's yeah. true. There you go. <laughs> I heard. Know, uh, I mean, it was such a different feel and look to it, you know, and the the he, music. He had the, he had the eyebrows going for him. You know, like his eyebrows. He had that. I look, have that never heard Batman no. described that way. Me neither. No. Uh, Bruce yeah. Wayne, maybe, but not never Batman. Oh. <laughs> Unless you talk about Adam yeah. West, because he had to oh, yeah. it onto okay. the costume. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He had but, them going uh, on there for sure. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. speaking of how you know Tom Cruise and that had to stand on stuff. Uh, y'all, y'all know who Alan Ladd is? He, he played on Shane. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I read before that in most of his movies, they they had to use uh, apple crates for him to stand on for the the medium shots of him with with his uh, leading ladies. Really? So that he could even reach them to give him a kiss. Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. and, and like they would construct, they, they would lay out a whole path of apple boxes. And the lady, like in a scene, if they're walking down the street, they would just shoot it from waist up. But he would be walking along apple boxes. I'm going to have to go back and look at that. Yeah, kind of crazy. <laughs> that but, is uh, wild. Kind of, wild. Yeah. But also in the, the Batman movie from 89, uh, 
Jack Nicholson was cast as the Joker. And I knew from the get-go that this was going to, you know, he was going to do an amazing job. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, what did y'all think? I did too. I think it was very cool. And it, it really harkened back to the early first appearances of the Joker and how he was created. Yeah. Right. Um, I, lo- I, I loved it, you know. I, yeah. I didn't particularly like the, the way that it ended with the Joker, but yeah. uh, that whole ride was just, you didn't know what was coming up, you know. And then the Batman... Uh, soundtrack with with prince doing right, the stuff right those are two i mean it's not too often that i'll buy both soundtracks from a movie but both of those were incredible I had them both on cassette did you ever get okay i was gonna ask you about the cd you, you remember uh prince had it was like a purple oh. can well no it was for this one it was a black can a black can had like the, a metal can yes i have that okay and like the booklet and everything was circular like a cd right Right, yeah. and the can had the bat logo on it. Yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, I, I, I never was, got it, but I remember it. I wanted it. Oh, it's one of my favorite things. Yeah, uh, but we knew that uh, uh, Jack Nicholson was going to do a great job because you know he he already played like crazy roles from like The Shining and Cuckoo's Nest. You know, yeah, he already had that uh, that twisted uh, sense about him. So yeah, and he's he already it, cuckoo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so and Lisa, he let it loose. Yeah, he, he did. let it loose. You know. Yeah. Lisa, what did you think about his uh, performance? Yeah, I thought he was cuckoo. Yeah. Um, I like him the best of all the Jokers. I don't like the new Jokers. Yeah. I, I think they're too da- too dark and creepy. He at least had a sense of humor, I guess. <laughs> oh, true. yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, he should because yeah. he is a Joker. I mean. Joker. You know? That's right. He's uh, a, uh, He might be a midnight Joker. In a, he might be. In a, he <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know some, something else i didn't understand about you know how we're talking about the casting of michael keaton uh something else i didn't understand is how the studio gave the film to tim burton uh he wasn't really known for action films superhero you know this is the guy that made what Wee herman and uh oh, did Wee come out later i can't remember i thought it came out before mm. but uh he did edward scissorhands yeah and- he, he was always known for quirky and strange films yeah. so i was surprised like you know, it's about a that. little quirky quirky yeah which one where does the penguin come along is he in part two that's the second one okay i hated that i hated um danny devito is the penguin really really yeah yeah there was just things he was just gross he was yeah he was gross and creepy yeah he he wasn't like uh like mickey (laughs) yeah but but i liked that you know because it made him more that it you know kind of like the joker had been changed Uh, into you know, yeah. our, our, our Napier had been changed into the Joker. This guy had always been right, partly penguin, you right. know. So I, I, I thought Th- it was thanks to Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, who right. Played his dad, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. did they never see they never put the penguin in any of the new movies? Uh he was they never in, that he was in the Gotham series, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. But you're right, I don't oh, think he's meant- been on any other movies, cinematic. No other Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, uh, again, like Keaton, uh, Tim Burton really surprised me. Uh, he did an excellent job in this. Yeah, he did. And, and because of that, I became a huge Tim Burton fan, which I wasn't to start with, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's... And you I like mean, his other stuff? I, I liked, like, uh, Edward Scissorhands and uh, some of his darker stuff that he did. A friend of mine's uh, son was in that movie. Oh, oh yeah? really? Was in it was in Edward Scissorhands, yeah. Um, he's also in um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids too. 
cool. Robert Oliveri. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we could mention that uh, the beautiful Kim Basinger uh, played Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale. I think, you know, I think she was beautiful, but uh, really any pretty starlet could have played that role. I don't, I don't think she was as impressive to me as the others, but, uh, uh, but yeah. I liked, I liked her in there, but I, yeah. I think, you know, she was just kind of interchangeable to me. Okay. I don't know about what you thought. But. How, how do you feel about uh, the uh, Alfred character actor, the uh, Michael? Yeah, he, uh, he did a good job. Yeah. I, I think he's one of my favorite Alfreds. Yeah. He, to me, he really exuded. I think he, he's one of mine book. too. I, I like him. Yeah. yeah. He reminded like me a lot of the, the, um, the, the 60s show. Alfred. Yeah. Like what you were saying, Lisa. He kind of yeah, reminded me of that Alfred. Yeah. But that, think, but the I 60s Alfred. Kin. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Real life. I think the actors were kin somehow. Wow. I just always thought that Alfred was a little too old to be doing the things that they had him do in the TV series. Dude, and so the, this so, guy, that's, that's ageism, bro. I know, man. What can I say? We're, we're gonna call HR on you. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. We gotta talk about Jack Palance too. Oh yeah. I mean, he made a good crime boss. Yep. Yeah. Watch and Billy D. Williams, many, Harvey Dent, you know, westerns. That's right. And I don't know if you saw on uh, Facebook recently. There's been a lot of pictures. Uh, a artist went back and drew. Billy D as Two Face, what it would yes. what he would have looked like. That was pretty yeah. cool. Well, you know, um, I got to give a shout out there to, to Matt Hernandez uh, with the. Uh, hey Matt. Hey Matt. <laughs> he, hey, uh, Matt. he he just hung out with Billy D this weekend. Cool. And yeah, did a did a convention with him and uh, came back with this cool poster of Harvey Dent for mayor. That uh, he got and he got Billy D to sign um, some stuff and signed his Batman. Uh, DVD. So, yeah, Billy D still loves that character. Yeah, and I wish the uh, franchise would have went on a little bit longer to bring you know him in as uh, Two Face. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to have seen that. Yeah, I just uh, we won't even talk about the last movie. Yeah, but, yeah, know, yeah. It was just going in the wrong direction. They needed to keep uh, what's his face as the director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should have done all of them. Yeah, Tim Burton. You forgot who who directed it. Oh. Anyway, um, what 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 did y'all think about the you know the production value, the sets, the props, the vehicles, and the art direction? What did y'all think about the whole look of the film? Oh, I love the whole look of the film. I mean, yeah. it, it was dark where it needed to be. Right. Um, it, you know, you saw a lot of stuff close up. Yeah. And you look at it in the back, and it looked it looked real. It was great. You know, set design. I mean, I think it won the Academy Award or. If it wasn't, I don't I know if it was, it was for sets more or colorful. art or something. Like, yeah. there was some color in it, the, you know? Right, in places like, where it needed to be. Like, whenever the Joker was on the screen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like his purple suit and, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, because, like, in the in the newer ones, he's just dark and, but he, ha you know, they had a lot of color. You know, him going around dancing and painting. Didn't he paint faces on everybody? He, he did, <laughs> and on artwork. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, like, yeah, ruining was... all the artwork, yeah. Uh -huh. Like on the oh, yeah. did he paint like a mustache on the Mona Lisa or something like? Yeah, that? something like that, or a smile, <laughs> yeah. like a like I don't know yeah. what it was, like a jagged yeah. smile, like. Yeah. Well, let's pause it. We'll go watch the movie and come back yeah. and see what he did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, as far as the uh, the Batmobile, to me, that's my favorite Batmobile so far of any movie or TV series. I mean, I, I love the '60s one, but this is by far my favorite of the films. 
Okay, so I would say that's mine too. Yeah. All right. So this is an unpopular opinion, but I don't. I, I like the look of it, but it doesn't seem it wouldn't function well in real life because it was so long that's why you need those grappling hooks well i know i know i mean you look at like the tumbler because of the fins the fins on it well no just because it was so long i mean it didn't need to be that long that's Uh, what she said like a limo yeah like a limo it it really was i mean and then you look like in the batman begins franchise where they have the tumbler it doesn't have that same appeal to it but it was functional right you know but uh for as far as aesthetics go now you're man, talking that, that about a comic book being functional <laughs> well no but i'm saying a, a, in, a, in a movie in real life if he in was dr- driving around town i mean literally what's he you know you what's he gonna do have to do like a 12 point turn to go into a uh, uh, an alley or something yeah. yeah you know you never know on, on pinhook drive over there lafayette uh. i know i right? <laughs> and, and again back to matt he's gonna hate me because that is also his favorite batmobile he well, he, got, he has that. like a big model sitting underneath his uh his monitor of that that one sweet yeah so. now let, let's talk about the batman costume mm-hmm. i loved it oh yeah i think i thought it was awesome i did too you know, I liked that it was black, and uh, the only thing I didn't like, well, it was blue in the oh, comic. Oh, blue in the comic, blue yeah, gray, but gray. But, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The only I thing liked, I didn't like I, I was like uh, he couldn't move his neck. It was real stiff. He had yeah. To, he had to tilt back to look up, and it, it kind of looked odd, but but I loved the, the look of the costume. Again, functionally, it, it wasn't the best one. Yeah, but it looked great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It looked absolutely fantastic. And it squeaked. Yeah. <laughs> squeak, 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 squeak. That's the other thing. How's it gonna how's it gonna come up behind people? Squeak, right. squeak, squeak. Oh, Batman, hey. <laughs> and out of all the Batman movies, uh I, I know the new stuff looks real tactical and practical, but I like this suit, man. It's no, th- yeah. This one has heart, man. It yeah. really does. And no nipples. So yeah. again, it's great. Thank you, Schumacher. <laughs> putting nipples on the bat suit you crazy guy <laughs> oh gosh yeah okay but no, but- it was it was great i, I really enjoyed it and, and you can't not talk about this movie without talking about the marketing oh, oh my god my goodness i remember having posters and figures and a statue and and shirts cereal and, and oh yeah the batman cereal yeah yeah you know god they 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 made probably more money from that than they did from the movie yeah, it was incredible. And it was the right time to do a Batman feature film, you know? Yeah. I mean, there was a feature film before with Adam West, but it's just not the same, you know? Yeah, no, no. With, which after- I, I love the Adam West stuff, but it's like night and day, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, In fact, they, they call, you know, this one's the dark night, and they refer to the Adam West as the bright night. The bright night. I don't think yeah. I've ever heard you that. You never heard that? That makes sense, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that. And, you know, this was this was such a great film and it did kick off what, you know, is probably the Batman. If not for these movies, we may not have the Batman that we have now. Yeah. The last thing I want to touch on is that the soundtrack, we we mentioned it earlier, but uh, Danny Elfman and Prince, I mean, yes, I don't think, you know, I don't know about you guys, but 
I think it couldn't have been more perfect. I mean, it captured the spirit of the time, you know, with Prince's music and yeah. I mean, it, it was sign the right, of the times, right? Yeah, sign of the times. But it was it was the right people for the job. I thought different different album, but still. Since this is a, a comic book related show um, episode, um, I collected and read a lot of Batman comics throughout the seventies and eighties, from from Brave of the Bold to Detective to Batman, and and then some other titles like later like Shadow of the Bat. And I know there was like dozens of titles, but uh, but he was one of my favorite heroes as a kid. I usually I usually enjoy anything to do with the Batman character. And I remember as a kid that that Ben Cooper Halloween costume my mom got me on oh, Sears yeah. catalog, you know, running around my yard pretending I was Batman. You know, I, I didn't have a Batmobile, but I had a Bat bike, you know. There I would you jump go. On that bicycle. I, I talked to Lisa before how everybody in our neighborhood probably thought I was the strangest kid on the planet, you know. Hey, spoiler alert, they still do. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> They just wonder where I went. <laughs> no, I mean your current neighbors. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Are you still riding that bike? I am. Still has yeah. the costume. I do. Uh, I would bet money on it. Yeah. Do you still have the box? No. <laughs> oh, God. Those are so cool. You have the have, box in a box? I still have my yeah. Bat Batman underoos, which I wear to bed every night. <laughs> they're, they're a little tight, you know. Little, little, a little snug. A little constrictive. Little snug. Yeah. You wear them on one leg, but still, you yeah. still wearing them. It's like a garter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm, you're onto something. Okay. Batman garters. There you go. There you go. Batman it's, garters. It's, it's an untapped market. The pop right. ninja Batman garter. Yeah. Do you could do them for every every uh, superhero out there. Yeah. yeah. And that's there you some. go. Except yeah. Plastic Man. You can't no. have a garter? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why not? You can tie a plastic garbage bag around his leg then. Well, if you had Plastic Man underoos, they would still fit you today, right? That's true. Again, yeah. untapped market. You, you would be glad to have them. Oh, that was a hefty yeah, joke. That was a hefty Okay. All right. Well, I think we, we covered Batman. So like Jamie was saying, let's move on to uh, Lisa's movie she wants to talk Superman. about. Superman. The 1978 superhero film. My friends, I'm not given wild unsupported statements. And I tell you that we must evacuate this planet immediately. Jor-El. Be reasonable. Once there was a civilization, much like ours, but with a greater intelligence, greater powers, and a greater capacity for good. tragic moment that world was destroyed but there was one survivor
beat all get out. Because of the wisdom and compassion of Jor-El, because he knew the human race had the capacity for goodness, he sent us his only son. His name is Kal-El. He will call himself Clark Kent. But the world will know him as Superman. This year, Superman brings you the gift of flight. Superman, the movie. released in 78 and it is it was up to that point it was the highest um budgeted movie of, of all time it was it, it with a budget of 55 million i could wow. tell and then it was all up there on the screen it, yeah it earned um 300 million well not uh, all of it most of it was probably in brando's pocket yeah <laughs> yeah you know do you know that um christopher reeve was only paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars for both uh one and two wow yeah and then he wasn't, do you know how many different people like they wanted to play him? I know there was a like few, uh, I know one was Robert Redford they're looking at. Yeah, but they said they didn't, a lot of the people, see, they, a lot of the people didn't look like um, a Superman. They didn't have the physique for it. And then a lot of them that had the physique couldn't act. Yeah. Yeah. You know? He's perfect. Yeah. He, he was, I, he was born, born for that role. They, they thought he was too skinny. And then he oh. really like worked out to yeah. get get to that yeah but do you know that bruce jenner like auditioned for <laughs> for lois lane yeah. oh <laughs> stop it <laughs> yeah. okay and neil diamond neil diamond oh yeah. i want to see that movie so oh, bad oh god that would be so great <laughs> that's, that, that's the Schultz musical they all they all were up for oh, the role no. they all, they all oh, wanted no. to be superman mm -hmm. no I, I i cannot say enough how perfect Christopher Reeve was. He he is and always will be my Superman. Yep, that's yeah. the same here. Fan fantastic him. in that role. Yeah. He was born born yeah. he was for super. It. He was super. He was yeah. super duper. Yeah. And I, I think the entire cast was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the, the Brando is Jorel. Go ahead, Lisa. I know you, you yeah. want to talk oh, about it. Well, you yeah, Brando, um, uh Gene Hackman, Christopher Reeve, Jeff yeah. East, Margot Kidder, Glenn Ford, um, Jackie Cooper. Right. Uh, Trevor Howard, uh, Terrence Stamp, Valerie Perrine, oh, yeah. Ned Beatty, Jack yeah, O'Halloran. Very brief at the intro, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, Glenn um, Ford, you mentioned uh, as Paul Kent. I, I was a big fan of him from watching uh, many, many Westerns with my dad as a kid, you know. He was a big yeah. Western actor. Yeah. Do you know that, um, do you know that uh, Joanna Cameron auditioned for Lois Lane in that movie? I remember her saying that, yeah. Yeah, and it went to Margot Kidder. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know what would you, would you guys think of her? Is uh, Margot? I thought she was great. Yeah, she, I thought she was uh, real gritty. You know that they didn't go for like uh, a beauty queen and, and somebody real uh, ladylike. You know. Yeah. She well, and that's kind of how the character was was yeah, written she, for so many years. I thought right. it was 
perfect the way they did it you know yeah, she she did a great job and i liked that she was smoking cigarettes and mm-hmm. drinking and you know she she wasn't just you know just a, a lady and he lady. liked her he was totally yeah. oh yeah yeah oh yeah yeah superman likes the bad girl oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah the bad girl yeah <laughs> um yeah so um yeah it's one of it's my favorite superhero movie i love the first the first one i like part two too but um i love the first one like when the scene with the um helicopter oh i still don't know how they did that you know i mean i'd like to see the behind the scenes on the making of that you've got me but who's got you yeah (laughs) (laughs) i know it gives me like just her being up that high and hanging from the seatbelt. like i just and 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 then he goes oh he goes to go in the um Telephone booth and yeah, there's still funny. telephone booths, but they're only half <laughs> half a booth. Yeah, yeah that was funny. And he's like, mm, and he goes and he spins around in the in the uh, the door, you know, and comes back and it's yeah. like, go get her. Yeah, I love that scene. I love it. So yeah, it's but, it's a great movie. It's a great. I mean, really, you can't. And I know we it, it is two films, but you really have to look at them like they're one long story because Donner did, like you said, did like most of the the second one too and it it flows right into it which a lot of sequels find it hard to do you know the second one was always my favorite of them but but now and as an adult when i watch back that the second one was pretty silly yeah <laughs> a lot it of the was. stuff that happened so, now, so as an adult my the first one is now my favorite so you know what you need yeah. to do patrick if you haven't already gotten it is find the donner, donner cut, cut of superman like 2 i did not well like it. I liked it because it does take some of that silliness out and it puts some of the relationship really back into it. Yeah. Which it's is weird how they, they um, in that first one, how if you look at the, uh, the director's cut, there's completely different scenes, you know, for, yeah. for what happens when they're on their honeymoon and stuff. Yeah, it's just like Justice League that's out right now and, and yeah. you know, the Star Cuts. It's funny what they can do with some of the same, you know, film. And, and turn it into two completely different stories. And I thought but, picking Marlon Brando as Jarrell, that was genius move. You know, he, he was such a great uh, actor to put in that role. But I know it cost them most of their budget yeah. <laughs> for just, what, a few minutes on, on uh, screen. I think he made maybe like $2.5 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, for just for a few minutes. Part. Yeah, no. Wow. Yeah. yeah, but it brought people in. I mean, people oh, yeah. who, uh, adults in, I should say. Of course, kids were going to come see this movie. But when you see that the story was by Mario Puzza. Oh, yeah, the and, Godfather. And, yeah. yeah, and then the Godfather himself is in it. People were like, right. oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to see that. Yeah. And Gene Hackman and Ned Betty, they were fantastic as Luther and Otis, you know. And, and, <laughs> Mr. And sadly, Luther. Sadly, we lost Ned Betty here, what, last month? Or Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah that, they were a ago. great team yeah. team up for, uh, for, for Lex and Otis. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. And I you like know their funny. underground oh, thing. Yeah. Their underground um, and swimming around in that uh, that set for uh, where his house is his penthouse yeah. underground. Yeah, yeah. Mr. <laughs> yeah. Smucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my son does that all the time. He goes around doing that. And yeah. I'll, next time, wait till I'm out of the pool before you put the robe on. The oh. end, the end of the Superman movie where um, her car falls in from the end of the crevice after the um, 
earthquake yeah. and and all the stuff's coming down on top of her and the dirt i just don't know how they filmed that either when she suffocates in there that i can't watch that scene i like oh, really? close my eyes yeah i can't watch it yeah you know and you know one thing we don't talk about a lot or <clears throat> people don't talk about a lot i should say is that when the the agents are following otis and right. in the train then, tunnel yeah and then they end up pushing him in front of the train yeah, yeah. man that's like straight up dark wicked yeah yeah, yeah. that's a creepy scene too mm -hmm. uh, yeah yeah i always felt that part didn't didn't fit with the rest of the movie you know <laughs> yeah. but <clears throat> because they're kind of because they're they're not really um like they, they don't seem that lethal like they just seem like they're bumble yeah, and then Lex Luthor kills him. I don't think Otis doesn't even know that that happened. I don't think know? so either. I mean, yeah. and for yeah. it, it shows to me, like as an adult now, I understand it, but it just goes to show that that Lex had no concern whatsoever for human life. Right. So you know, oh, okay, well, this guy's you, following. Well, kill him. You know, and never a thought, just yeah. moved on. Do you know what Miss Tessbacher's first name was? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet cheeks. <laughs> she has a name. Do you know? I did not is? know that. No. Uh, Eve. Eve Tessmacher. Yes. And I know the actress, Valerie Perrine, yeah. she gathered garnered a lot of attention uh, by doing a Playboy um shoot. And yeah. where she, she like has, I think, the Superman logo painted on her or something. Um and I, I remember as a as a young man going, hey, wait a minute, she was like in that movie, but well, anyway. she was pretty hotsy totsy in the movie too. She was, she was, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. So, um, yeah, she she and she was from she Galveston, really. Yeah. No, she was from Hackensack. Yeah. <laughs> no, the actress. No, her mother was from Hackensack. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I figured she was then too. You her know, Mama moved yeah. off. You know, after yeah. after college or something. Uh oh. <laughs> no, Miss Tessbacher moved. She, you know, her mother stayed in Hackensack. That's right. Yeah. Which would seem yeah. to be in the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> right. Hey, let's yeah. talk about that wonderful theme song by John Williams. Oh man. Man, I, I wore out a cassette tape listening to it over and over in my room, pretending I was flying around, you know, with a towel draped yeah. over my shoulders as my cape and uh, my Superman underoos. But that that music, man. Oh, yeah. I, it's I, I would, I would get goosebumps. goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah, I get yeah, the goosebumps, go. too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I still do. Yeah. Yeah, I love that music. It's like, yeah. so it's like makes you think, like when you think of going to the movies and like the movie coming on, like the beginning credits and you hear that, that's like, to me, like the ultimate like movie experience, you know? And I like yeah. how the, the credits would fly towards you, you know, like uh -huh. in 3D, yeah. that was sweet. Yeah. You know, and it's amazing to think that John Williams is just this, this um, well that you can like keep going hour. back to over and over and, and over still working. again. How old is that guy? In his 80s he's now? 89. And you know, he just signed on to do the Indiana Jones 5 soundtrack. No. Yes. Oh, man. I mean, he's done Harry Potter, Jurassic Park, uh, of course, Star Wars. Oh, yeah. And then Jaws. I mean, you can't talk about him without talking about Jaws. There would be no Jaws. Vincent, Vincent. Yeah, because he came up with that and it's what made the film. Yeah. I mean, you know, people remember that. It added a whole lot of suspense. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't know that the that that was the same guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's all the same guy. We we talked about movie with uh 
<clears throat> Brian Perrin, who's a musician, and he has he gave me so much information that I'd never thought about. Uh, but literally, I mean, you know, this guy, he comes up, in, you come to him with a story and he comes up with the music that's perfect. Yeah, it's actually a character in the film, you know? Without it is. It, it's a whole different movie. It is, you know? I, I totally agree. All right. Well, are we moving on to uh, what's yeah, the next let's, thing? Yeah, let's talk about the boob tube. Uh, speaking what, what, of Miss Tessmacher. A uh, couple of TV shows. <laughs> talk about, wait, Jamie, you had something to add? Well, I was just going to say, you know, the, the three villains that you only see a little bit in the first movie. Right. I mean, yeah. talk about dropping, you know, a, doing a callback when the entire second right. movie is about them. A little foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. 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 You, you wonder why they, you know, were putting them in there at the beginning because you didn't know there was going to be a part two. Right, right. So, You're like, why are yeah. they spending so much time on this? Yeah. You know, yeah. But I thought that was just brilliant. They, they put them in the phantom zone. Oh, <laughs> you remember. Look at Lisa. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay i'm done let's move on <laughs> all right let's talk about some uh tv shows that that uh tie into comic books and uh let's see uh there, there's a main you know mainstream comic companies like dc and marvel that that everybody knows about but then there's other companies and these smaller companies sometimes have tv shows and movies made from their works you know and uh the tv series i want to talk about first and uh jamie I know you're a fan of this and uh, and of the comic as well. And it's it's called uh, Sable. Yes. And it was a very short-lived series. Only seven episodes got uh got got shown. I don't know if it more were made, but only seven aired. His family was murdered, and his revenge made him an outlaw. Now his obsession is to help those who have nowhere else to turn. If you or someone you care about is in danger, he's the best ally you ever had. But if you threaten the lives of innocent people, you're a target. You won't hear him coming. He'll give no warning. But November 7th, he'll be here. Watch out for Sable. from the 1987 uh, comic book from First Comics written and illustrated by the awesome Mike Grail who we're yes. going to talk about talk about more later all hail and, uh, Grail now now Jamie uh, you and I were both big time Mike Grail fans and uh, we'll, we'll talk about this later but I just want to mention that uh, we actually met because of our love for Mike Grail that is correct And uh, I wanna, in I wanna line tell, together waiting for yeah, it and I, I was living in Dallas at the time, and, and you, you were here in Louisiana, and uh, we both happened to attend the same Comic-Con in North Texas and uh, to meet Mike Grell. Mm -hmm. It was in That's Richardson, right. I, I can remember. You, so, we were standing me, in line together. Right, right. We met in line, and uh, I got some of my comics autographed, and I think I had a poster from, uh, uh, was Arrow or, or one of those that he signed Oh, okay. Me. But yeah, but we struck up a conversation because I was wearing a Jason of Star Command t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and uh 
and then like a decade later, I moved back to Louisiana and I bumped into you at a comic shop here in Lake Charles, which paper yeah. heroes, which, you know, shout out, shout to, out Kevin. to Kevin. Woo! And, uh, and I remember seeing you in the, the comic shop and I was like, Hey, that's that guy I bumped in two years ago. And an incredibly said, handsome yeah. man. And you said, uh, Hey, you're that Jason, the star command guy. You remember me right <laughs> off. I did. And, yeah. So we've been friends, you know, for, for what, Oh, I know, oh, like way over a decade. Yeah, yeah, probably fifteen sure. years or more. Oh, probably fifteen. I, and yeah. I actually have a picture of you from the day that we met because you were getting Grell to sign your stuff, and I took a picture and sent it to you. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Uh, I'll have to thank him the next time I see him for for bringing our friendship together. There you go. <laughs> well, anywho, the series was way different from the comic book way different they made a whole lot of changes to make it fit better on tv and for you know i guess for a younger audience maybe but uh but they kind of got the gist of it you know but uh the series was about a vigilante yeah. whose uh whose day job was he was a children's book writer and illustrator and uh am i right yes yeah and by night he was a freelance mercenary yeah. And by day, he was doing book signings and meeting with his publicist. And uh, it, I, I thought it was a fun show, you know, even though it was a lot different than the comics. But uh, the, the guy, Louis Van Bergen, I, I know he was in other stuff, but I, I really didn't uh, know him. I think before. that's probably the only thing we would ever know of him. Yeah, I never knew him until Sable. But, uh, but the publicist was played by Eden Kendall. I mean, was played... By uh, what's I'm trying to think her name. Uh, Renee Russo. Russo, yeah, she played Eden Kendall. That was the character's name. Yes. Um, this was a TV show on TV, TV show. Uh -huh. Seven episodes. On what year? Uh, eighty-seven. Yeah. And Renee Russo did a TV show. Yeah, yeah she yeah. did all seven episodes. And wow. there was also I a blind. Nothing about it. There was also a blind character named Cheesecake. <laughs> not cupcake. <laughs> no, not cupcake. You could be a cheesecake though too. And, but you uh, don't you never hey, do you, when you never do cheese though you're not cheesy speaking of cheesecake <laughs> if anybody ever goes to pennsylvania and stays at the oh. briar rose bed and, bed and breakfast ask <laughs> the owner to make one of her fabulous cheesecakes oh. oh okay oh, you like Very cheesecake? awesome love okay. your cheesecake okay so you do know that of course renee russo is by far the most recognizable name but do you know cheesecake that actor is the voice of oogie boogie yeah, from nightmare ken, on elm street ken page right? uh, not mayor on elm street listen to me nightmare yeah i know some of it. yeah uh, oh what's the name of it oogie from nightmare uh before, <laughs> before christmas. christmas yeah yeah tied in a batman and tim burton, yeah. tim burton yeah, yeah exactly another tim burton reference yeah. yeah and then i think he did voice acting for a little while because he was in one of those all dogs go to heaven films oh, yeah. Yeah, and then I think he does video games too. But he was kind of the comic relief in the show. Mm -hmm. And uh, but Jamie, I'm gonna let you. Uh, since you were also a fan, what do you got to say about it? Well, okay, so I'd rather talk about the comic book. I know you would. <laughs> um, let's talk about I, the TV show. <laughs> I know. I I have I bought those the DVD of it uh, at a con once. Uh, yeah, and you still I know have Yeah. <laughs> And um, I honestly, um, I don't think I watched all the episodes. There's only um, seven, Jamie. I know. It that's, was a, that's one sitting on a Saturday yeah. night, you know. It, it was painful because all of the stuff 
from the comic book. It's like they picked and chose what they wanted and then threw the rest of it away. Yeah. And oh, the, the comic book is just, it's so full and rich. And it and goes such it, deeper, you know. So deep, you know, back to the Vietnam, back to Africa. Right. You oh, know, the Africa stuff was fantastic. Yeah, you know, and, and that whole storm over Eden um, oh, uh, storyline. And, and I just felt may, maybe if if things would have been different, um, but, God, you know, and they didn't even use his mask. I mean, you know, his, his painted on mask. Yeah. They used the one later on that was from the Sable comic book. Which was cool, but it looked like any commando. It, it wasn't you know, the John Sable battle mask that we were no, used to. No, you know. So uh, as much as I love, and I know Grell. Well, or let me rephrase that. I would assume Grell would agree with us because he didn't have that much control over this, right? Um, but it it just pales in comparison. Now it did have some cool people, like I know Zelda Rubenstein was in one of the episodes that I watched. And if I'm not mistaken, and I probably am, I should have Googled it. Some, um, perhaps, I don't know. Some other actress was the girl in that episode. Um, Did they get Zelda Rubenstein to come clean the house? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she she might've smudged a little bit. You know, we don't, we don't know. But uh, aside from some of that, it was just, I don't know. I, I just, that's why it was so easy to give you the episode. I mean, the DVDs. So, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I liked it because it was, you know, it was a resemblance to the comics a little bit, you know. Uh-huh. And, I mean, that was all we were going to see. So I embraced it, but uh, it just wasn't the same. But no. I'll tell you what. Do you, you know, being from uh, the Alexandria area, you know where Indian Creek's at, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, I was in a camping trailer out at Indian Creek with my grandparents. And I think they were, my grandma was like cooking inside the camper. They had a little stove, but we had a, like a little small black and white 13 inch TV in that camper. Uh huh. And I, I forgot what I was doing. I was putting together a puzzle or reading a magazine or something, but that was the first time I saw the commercial that Sable was coming out. When I yeah. heard Sable, my eyes popped to that TV and my jaw just dropped open. Oh, Could not yeah. believe. And I remember that instant, you know, yeah, just like it was yesterday, but uh, I could not believe they were putting Sable as a TV series. Me either, man. And I could it, not wait, but uh, disappointed a little, but it was still Sable. Yeah. And it was, uh, you know, it still had some of the mercenary stuff that I liked. I remember some of the episodes. Well, actually, there's only seven. I probably remember all the episodes. <laughs> uh, but one of my favorites was, uh, do you remember with the, the neighborhood watch, that Cheesecake's neighborhood? They had the Nazi people that were uh, bullying everybody. So Cheesecake asked John Sable to help. And he come to find out it's like a neo-Nazi organization. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. My, well, yeah. my favorite scene is where the Nazis come into Cheesecake's house to kill him. And Cheesecake... Uh-huh turns off the lights oh yeah 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 and he says something like welcome to my world because he's blind right right and, and he's got a cane and he like whips all of their butts you know but uh but when the nazi comes into his house cheesecake sitting there and he says hotsy totsy it's the nazi i thought that was pretty funny <laughs> that's one of my most uh memorable one but i know one episode they had a uh 
a fake John Sable that was dressing up like him. Yeah. And giving him bad press, you know. And I remember another one where uh, there was a uh, somebody was kidnapped that ran like a toy company and they, they kidnapped his daughter. Uh-huh. That and was to, the first one, right? Was that the first one? I, and I, I and, and so. to get her back, they wanted the, the dad to kill himself. Commit suicide. Hey, 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 can I time out for one second? Yeah. Can you guys, you can, my cat is screaming her head off. I got I to gotta run and see. I got to be cat woman. I got to run and see what's happening out there. Ah! But just keep talking. I'll come right back. Okay. All right. Hang on. You You were talking about the, the, the man was supposed to kill himself. Oh yeah. So he was supposed to commit suicide and they would set the daughter free. So uh, he, he uh, gets a hold of John Sable and John Sable rescues the daughter. Yeah. I wonder if that's the one, um, if that was the first one. I can't remember. Uh, I, yeah. I hadn't watched the disc that you loaned me, but I, I need to. Uh, what were we going to do a podcast on your podcast? We were. I was going to let you watch them all, and then I'd, I'd watch <laughs> it. We watch them. Okay. So follow. So folks out there, keep looking for complete disarray with JB Ray for the special episode on Sable coming yeah. to you. I don't know. Maybe this year. Maybe soon. Yeah. Now I don't remember. Did Fleming wear um, blonde curly hair on his appearances? I don't think he did. I think he just wore a suit. See, and that was the cool thing in the comics is he wore that stupid the whole mustache. disguise. Yeah. Yes, you know, and he kind of looked like Mike Brady <laughs> from, yes. from what the third season where he got that perm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but blonde. <laughs> yeah, but blonde. I always yeah. loved the uh, the the when he, when Grell came back and redid the sable, um, right, and that very first splash page has sable breaking through the skylights on a on a um rope to go rescue the young girl yeah and i was like you know that that encapsulates exactly what he's about you know right and now did you ever get uh, the novel that he put out oh yeah i got him signed to sign it yeah. too I, I thought it was going to be an original story but it's basically he wrote he the novelized the, the comic so yeah. yeah and it was cool to read it that way because you got a lot right. more you know, of what he was thinking and stuff. But yeah, I, I kind of was thinking that it was going to be the same thing. Dude, I always uh, hoped that uh, they would have made a feature film about yeah, John Sable. It would have been that, awesome. That can be serious and, and, and dive into the comics, you know? Yeah. Or you know what I would have would love to see would be to see the uh, oh, the little leprechauns in, uh, <laughs> <laughs> in the, animated, the, the animated show. Yeah, you know, I thought, God, that, that's one of my favorite issues. And I actually have both Sergio and Mike Grell signed on it. And nice. I, I, I love, I just love that whole storyline with the, like the little drunk one and the little, you know, it's just, he, he's such a talented writer and artist, Yeah, you know, that uh, it would make, it would make a great one. And do you, did you get on the Kickstarter to get the omnibus? No. Oh yeah. When's yeah. that coming out? Uh, I don't know. It's been dragging along because they're going back and having to redo every page. Uh, and some of the original stuff has been lost. And so when they, they do high res scans, it picks up the stuff from behind. Oh, page. Yeah, yeah. So they have to go out and clear it out, but they're really good about letting us know, you know, that it's coming uh, and giving us updates on it. But uh, at the same time, girls out there, you know, he's going to be hitting the road and doing more shows. And I've seen him four times, but I'll go see him again. Yeah. Me yeah. too. Yeah. 
Well, Jamie, I'm back. Oh, okay. Hey! I, I was just getting ready to say I was going to pause this. And no, no, this. I've been here listening to your leprechauns and stuff, but, you know, I just didn't know <laughs> where that fit into whatever you were talking about. You just... <laughs> <laughs> so, we're okay. going to play some Flogging Molly now. There you go. Or some Dropkick Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, next we're going to talk about another TV series that was based on comics. And, and Lisa, I'm going to hand the baton over to you. Or the conch right. shell and let you yeah. take, it, take it from there. Yeah, this is my favorite superhero TV show of all time. Really? And we're really? I would I would have thought Wonder Woman. Well, you know what? I guess I couldnn't. I, I, can't, I, 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 I Wait, 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 wait. I can't. I, 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 I yeah. For, I was thinking like, because this was on in the evening at night. Well, I'd say the bionic woman was if I was going to, if that's, she's a superhero. But, is she a superhero? She's not a comic book superhero. That's what Okay, then about. never mind. Okay. Okay. Then this is, this is. The Hulk? Yeah, the Hulk I like better than Wonder Woman. I love oh, the Hulk. Really? Okay. But do you yeah. like it better than ISIS? Um, no. So, so we can say this is your favorite <laughs> prime time. Yeah, prime time. There we go. Yeah. We found a way to do it. But yeah, I'll add that time. ISIS wasn't based on a comic. They had a comic that came based on the TV show. That was the only show that yeah. they did that because every other show was the comic first. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so okay. this was uh, the Incredible Hulk from 1978. Ah. 1978 was great. It was a great uh, year. Like I yes. love that year. Um, yeah, that's I, when I all the shows were on. Yeah, like let's the, go back. Um, let's go back. Yeah, to that year. yeah. I, I would. I. That's when ISIS was on. That's when uh, the the Bionic Woman was on. That's when Grizzly Adams was on. All those shows. I love that that year. Um, and this went on for five seasons, and I remember it vividly because i would that was um, a long running show for that time being being a uh, comic book based show you know yeah but it was awesome premiering friday after wonder woman it's the all new incredible hulk a radiation experiment has unleashed the ultimate mutation turning david banner into a superhuman beast whenever he becomes angered bill bixby stars in the incredible hulk premiering friday at nine eight central and mountain yeah, and um, I remember watching it on Friday nights. I'd go up to my friend's house, or she'd come to my house, and we'd stay. She on a Friday night, like we, she'd stay overnight. And I remember watching it, and it, it always the the opening, um, the just the opening credits. Dr. David Banner, physician, scientist, searching for a way to tap into the hidden strengths that all humans have. Then an accidental overdose of gamma radiation alters his body chemistry. And now when David Banner grows angry or outraged, a startling metamorphosis occurs. is driven by rage and pursued by an investigative reporter. Mr. McGee, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The creature is wanted for a murder he didn't commit. David Banner is believed to be dead. And he must let the world think that he is dead until he can find a way to control the raging spirit that dwells within him. So, 
you know, of it with that where he turned into it and you, you saw the split screen with his face, uh-huh. you know, like, I just love that. I love it. It gave, it gave, I love this because it wasn't CGI. It was a real person. Right. Um, Lou Ferrigno was a real person and I, I did meet he him. still is. So. Yep, he's, still st- he's still real. He's still real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it starred Bill Bixby as uh, Bruce Banner and awesome the job. Yeah, the- both oh, both of yeah. them yeah. awesome. And Jack Colvin was Jack McGee, and it was on CBS. Yeah. And and the whole story was about Doctor Banner. He's a widowed. He's a doctor um, and scientist. He's he he's presumed dead. Um, because did you guys see the two hour pilot movie? Multiple they times. Uh, we might have seen it once or twice. Once or twice. Know. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, it's it's what established the the series eighty episodes. You know. So. Um, yeah, I I love that a pilot movie. And was it Susan Sullivan that was in it? Yeah. Too? Wasn't she the um the other blonde? Actor? That's helping him, you know, work out, trying to figure out, um, he's trying to tap into what um, causes people to, under pressure, to get that superhuman strength. That surge of adrenaline. adrenaline. Yeah. 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 And and he wants to know, because his wife was killed, his beloved wife, Laura, was killed in a car accident and he couldn't save her. He couldn't lift the car. And he, I remember him talking to like a girl, what was a mother? mother and her, right and her son in the movie and she's and she just says you know she knew she had to do it and you know i believe in that kind of stuff i believe that people can uh you know get superhuman strength if they have to if you're if my sure. child was in a car i'd lift that car you know it'd be thrown across to you know i mean to save my kid i think i could do it yeah. <laughs> you know so oh, yeah. yeah it's like um but i think that's really cool because um you know, it, the, those shows like that, that were about like real people like that had like, you know, he was a real, had a, you know, a doctor, you know, and then it seems like something that could actually be almost, uh, you know, like you could do that, you know, like you could get an overdose of gamma radiation and turn into this thing, you know, from the radiation. I mean, it seems um, almost believable. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, and turn green and whatever. Yeah. It but, was a um, it was a great idea versus the gamma bomb that they did in the, the comic books. I mean, right? They, they, yeah. I, I thought it was very cool because it was a very smart way to to bring it. Plus, he brought it on himself, whereas in the comic book, it was um, he was doing a selfless act of saving you know Rick Jones. Oh. So I thought it kind of it, it it took that thing and gave it to a whole and it. One of the whole reasons why he felt so much guilt, right? To, and, you know, to be the lonely man. Yeah. Oh, I see. I didn't know how it happened in the comics, so I didn't realize it was oh. so different. But um, yeah, I I love um, I love how this happens, and he changes into the Hulk when he 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 um, in the pilot the the jack mcgee that's the the reporter that's following him around. Right. I, I I you know I'm not sure why he's following him to begin with. Um, or what, you know what why he's investigating him to begin with but he caught he's the one that causes the fire in the right. um in the lab the right. and then the woman is killed and he and and because of all the stress of everything that's going on you know uh bruce banner turns into the hulk and he comes walking out holding her and then he thinks the hulk killed him and they think that uh bruce banner is killed in the fire so right. they think he's dead and so he has to go on you know pretending he's dead you know while he's trying to figure out a way you know 
to control the beast within him or whatever, you know, they say. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it's like, so, I mean, it's a really cool. The raging beast. The, the raging beast that dwells within him or whatever. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, and um, it, he's being chased the whole time by this reporter guy, you know, that won't leave him alone because he wants to, he, he, wa- he wants people to think that he's not crazy because, you know, he's the only one who seems to have seen the Hulk, you know, and he's, right. You know, try, you know, telling everybody and and nobody's you know buying it. So um, it's kind of got this like Frankensteinish kind of uh, you know um, I don't know like with where in Frankenstein he kills the little girl by accident, you know, yeah. and that's what it, and he's big and green and you know that that's kind of where I, I kind of like think the Hulk has like a little bit of a of that in there, you know. But um, yeah, I, I love the storyline and then he and then Bruce Banner just goes along like. You know, like I don't know Patrick and I've talked about this about these different people that like just kind of like bumble along the you know the America looking for people to like give them a job, and then he ends up you know befriending them, and then they all have some sort of trouble going on, and and then um and it, it turns him into the Hulk, you know, and then he's like, on like the, the run fugitive, again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like Run Joe Run, you know? Run Joe, yeah. There's so many <laughs> yeah. shows that that follow that same. uh path you know the same plot uh, line yeah yeah like a cookie cutter uh outline yeah. whatever you want to call it yeah, yeah. But, but i but i i loved it i i love that show and then they did the movies um they did the um the incredible hulk returns and then i don't know if you guys know that um the trial of the incredible hulk and the death of the incredible hulk were both directed by bill bixby yeah yeah and I hated, you know, he passed away right there with stuff was starting to get so good because, oh. you know, in the TV series, they didn't use any of the comic book villains, but right. in the movies, or heroes, yeah, or hero, other heroes, but, it, but in the TV movies, Bixby started adding in, you know, he had Thor, he had Daredevil, he had uh, Kingpin, yeah. you know, uh, uh, Black Widow came in, but, uh, which was in the death of the Incredible Hulk, I believe. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. So you know, one of the great things about the show uh, had to be the the guest stars. Right. There's so many people. Yeah, Brian showed up Cutler. Yep. He's Our coming to Brian. my house. Yep. Oh, Cooper. really? It's in the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, he's in the one um, with. Um, do you remember? Um, Mar- uh, what's her name? Mariette Hart- um, Hartley. Is that Hart- her name? Hartman? Oh, that was from Bride of the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, oh, they mo- they made that into a movie and released it sure in uh, other places. And I've got you a have that poster. Yeah, sure yeah, and Brian great is poster. in that. Oh, cool. Yeah, Patrick, you can send your poster. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was just cool because they had like they had an episode once that had, uh, I think it was the the boy who was in uh, the courtship of Eddie's father. He's in an episode. Right. Um, you know, you see people like Jennifer Darling who. Ken, jo- uh, Ken Johnson just loves. I mean, he, he she was in Six Million Dollar Man, Bionic Woman. Right. You know, you you've got. Oh, was she? All- was she? Um, the was she? When you said Jennifer Darling, was she in the Bionic Woman? Was she the little blonde woman? Was she, is that yeah. who? Is that who that is? Yeah, Peggy. She has she has like kind of a nasally like uh, voice, like kind of squeaky. Uh, yeah, that I, her? I think so. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. She was okay. the one. She was made into a fembot, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, fembot. Yeah, she's a yeah. fembot. Yeah, she yeah. she played Callahan, wasn't that her name? Yeah, Callahan. Callahan, yeah. 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 Okay, I, I know exactly who you're talking about. Well, Jamie, so, yeah. Jamie uh, yeah. Speaking of Kenneth Johnson, I, I want to. Oh God, that's a whole show, man. Yeah, but I want to briefly just tell the listeners about him. Uh, he was a series creator, but uh, 
he's also been involved with a lot of hits like in the in the 70s and 80s the tv shows that we love you know like, like uh six million dollar man bionic woman uh v he created oh God, v, v alien nation just so much more and uh yeah. i think he's trying to revive uh v i know they oh, really tried, they did a reboot on tv but i think he's trying yeah. to do a feature feature film oh see i could see that as a feature film yeah. easy but, but one know. thing i want to mention is um you know, Ferrigno was incredible. I wouldn't have replaced him with any other actor. But uh, but talking about earlier about Eric Stoltz being the first Marty McFly, and then they had to stop filming and recast it. Yeah. Well, when the the pilot movie started, uh, Bix, uh, uh, Ferrigno was not the Hulk. It was really? Richard I... Richard Keel. Oh yeah, that's right. Who played Jaws, Jaws in the James Bond movies. Uh -huh. He was the Hulk, and they had already started filming and everything, and uh. It was either Kenneth Johnson or one of the producers uh, took their grandkid to the set and they yeah. were filming. And then afterwards uh, they asked the grandkid, well, what did you think? And they said, uh, grandpa, that's not the Hulk. And they said, well, what do you mean? They said, he's tall and skinny. The Hulk is big, <laughs> massive, muscular guy. So they had a meeting. They were like, Oh no. You know, if the, if it was kind of like, you know, a test run with the, with the kids, bringing yeah. the grandson there so they had a meeting and they're like look the kids are not going to accept this so they had to let richard keel go and go back to the drawing board and at one time they were looking at the final two they had schwarzenegger and frigno uh -huh. and uh they went with frigno well what about uh in the movie did you say in the movie no the pilot in movie, the, yeah. the pilot the, oh, the, oh, oh yeah. you mean before they even started the series yes Oh, okay. Because I thought that you, that you were saying like after one, like one of the movies that was made after no, the pilot. That. No, no. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, did they really think that they could slip somebody else in there and nobody would notice? But I, I, I um, I get. Wait, I, I didn't realize that you were. No, talking, the like, the very the, first free, pilot. Yeah, they cool, started like, filming yeah. with Richard Keel. Yeah, and the kid oh, no. was like, you know, Grandpa, that that's not the Hulk because Richard Keel's very tall. Yeah, and, and pretty kind of skinny, kind of lanky. Shoulders, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's who they had picked as the Hulk. I mean, they had him painted green. I have a photo somewhere of him in the green paint so, on the set. Patrick, it wasn't the guy, and I thought you had told me this maybe, but I'm, I mean, Rick Drazen, the guy who played the other Hulk, wasn't he up for it at one point? Oh, you're talking about Dick Durock? Dick Durock, that's it. Yeah, Thank I you. believe he was, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Okay, that's kind of one of the cool yeah. things about when they brought him in. Right, he was the swamp thing. He was swamp thing. Swamp Correct. thing. That's see it. every green. Yeah, Lisa, thing that, that, uh, that is impressive that you know. That, hey, uh, Dick Durock is the swamp thing. Yeah, Dick Durock, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. He you told in, me um, that. Oh, he was in. Um, Stand by me. No, he was in. He was uh, the lumberjack at the piting contest that throws up on the kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was in one of the. He was in one of the um, Dirty Harry movies too. Yeah. Oh, he, if you look back on all these old TV shows from the seventies. A team, Knight Rider. He's usually playing a, a bad guy. He was in. Um, he was the guy that Clint Eastwood fights in any which yeah. way but lose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dick yeah. Rock, That's it. Yeah, yeah. I never yeah. knew that until Patrick told me about about it when we were doing a show on this stuff. Yeah, was, you know, like, all wow. those guys are dead except Lou Ferrigno. Mm -hmm. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but I mean, Dick Rock is de dead, and yeah. and so is Richard K Kyle. He's dead, isn't he? Didn't he die? Richard Kyle, yeah, he did. So, yeah, Kiel, and then yeah. And, and yeah, and the then Ted Cassidy's dead, and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and Bill but, Bixby is dead. I mean, but they're only dead on. here on Earth. They they still live inside our hearts and minds, <laughs> yeah. you know? and on our DVDs and on our DVDs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. No, yeah. but now this was such a great show. They had so many great episodes. Um, even though it was formulaic at point, they still had some really standout stuff. Yeah, you yeah. know what I, I think is funny is how he gets so mad changing a tire and that puts him over the edge. Oh, yeah. you've never had to change a tire in the rain? Yeah. No. No. I mean, I, you I reached out, you reached out on the wet ground. No, you I, just... I, I blew my tire out twice by myself with no cell phone. So let me tell you, I wish I could have turned into the Hulk. I, yeah. I just you like just don't Hulk. know what he goes through. Yeah. Really? But you reach yeah. down the wet ground trying to grab your tire tool and, so, and you grab a cottonmouth snake or, you know. And your nuts fall bites out. You. What? 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that would be a completely different movie. Completely. <laughs> we have to put the explicit note on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> You're bold. No, but so, but so the difference is, and 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 so to talk about this a little bit more is that in the comic book, that Bruce Banner is a scientist developing a weapon called the Gamma Bomb. Right. And they're doing a test on it, and this little guy Rick Jones who shows up all over the marvel universe yeah. um he's driving his little jeep out there and listening to music not paying attention to all the signs and banner runs out to stop him he tells what we find out later is a russian secret agent uh that to stop the test so he can go save the guy well that guy doesn't tell him so the bomb goes off but bruce pushes him into uh a, a a, a refrigerator, to, a refrigerator <laughs> yeah to save him and so then the bomb goes off so when they turn around to the comic i mean to the movie for the first one and he's doing it for a good reason right yeah a little bit self-absorbed because it happened to him and he's haunted by it but then when it happens and it turns him on that's a whole different feel to it yeah and i think that i think that was a great move uh it really was and and it puts the weight on him where in the comic book, it was really something that was thrust upon him right. and he had no say whatsoever. Hey, that was a good choice of words, putting the weight on him, uh, especially with that awesome music. Oh my God. At, at the end of every episode, here he is wandering aimlessly mm -hmm. with his, uh, oh, yeah. his bags and, and, and they play that yeah. music and you could just feel that weight and, loneliness on him yes man. yeah that was incredible you yeah. know the i will forever that when you hear those first couple of notes you know exactly what that song is going to be yeah you know let me ask you this um do you know the reason for the name change of the character i don't but that drove me nuts yeah you know? i think you later mean, you mean you mean the change in david's name yeah because his yeah. name is actually bruce, bruce banner bruce banner and so then in the tv series they call him david bruce banner but they just yeah. call him david banner 
But he changes his name um, to keep undercover. No, no, no. What no, we're he saying is his last name in this. Yeah. Series. Oh, what we're well, saying I mean, is oh, in the, the David Bruce. Okay. The yeah. David there was the no Bruce David name. in the comic books. Yeah. It was always just Bruce. So for some reason they named it. I don't know. I, you know, I've, I'm sure it's out there on a, a director's commentary or something. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, because I I only think of him as David going through the TV show. I think of him as that's. It's funny because when David. you were mentioning him later, I mean earlier, you were like and David da 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 da, and I, I think to myself, man, nice nah, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I was thinking, you know, where did yeah? I thought that too when I um, I I I knew his name was Bruce Banner, but then you know I the show I think is he's David, you know, and it's uh -huh. like what yeah um yeah you're right it's his middle name. <laughs> yeah. that's crazy dbb mm -hmm. dbb yeah he had to go back and get all of his stuff re uh re monogrammed monogrammed yeah yeah um yeah but they changed his last name isn't he like david like uh you know benson or like or, you know like he like changes his name like yeah. not banner he's not he's always david but right. he's always got a different last name throughout yeah. the tv it show. always starts with a b and it starts with a B. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, so he didn't have to change his monogram. <laughs> right. You know, and um, yeah. And one episode, he was David Bennett, which was my brother's name. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Lisa, yeah. did you have a favorite episode? Um, I can't. I can't remember like the specific episodes, like from one to another. I can't remember. And it's been it's been a while since I've watched. I, see, I, I keep wondering. You guys are going to talk about the comics. Here and I keep wondering how you can remember, like the the specifics of one comic. It was our lives. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I really love this, but I haven't I haven't actually watched it. I mean, I've all, you know, the I I think the pilot is the thing I've seen the most. You know, like repetitively that I've watched the two hour uh, movie yeah. pilot a bunch, so I know it like backwards and forwards. You know, but um, the actual shows, you know, um. I'm, I know um, there, were, there were a lot of, uh, you know, um, Jamie said, like, uh, were, there were a lot of, uh, um, like, celebrity, uh, like, guest stars. You know, like, right. I remember Donna Wilkes was in one of them. She was Angel. She, and I know she yeah. was in a, and then, like we said, um, you know, uh, Brian Cutler was in one. But there were a lot of uh, different celebrities that were in episodes of them. So, but I and can't remember kind of cool. There would be like recurring small guest stars. Like, uh, was it Pat Marina who was mm. in like two different episodes from two different seasons? You mean Mr. Miyagi? Mr. I think it was Mr. Miyagi. Oh, um, Arnold. Arnold. Yep. Uh -huh. Right. Right. And uh -huh. you know the cool thing is, is this show was so powerful. I remember there was an episode of um, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood where they go to the set. And they talk about the makeup, I think, and how. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Jamie it Ray, was... I'm going to let you go ahead and tell your story. No, you won't. Yeah, come on, come on, come on, come on. Tell uh, your story. I... <laughs> so I, I did I, I did meet Pat. Uh, uh, Pat was saying uh, back when we used to do these shows, I met um, met him and uh, Lou Ferrigno. Who? I met Lou Ferrigno. I met yeah. him too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mm -hmm. when, when I got up there, um, I had found from when I was in, I think it was junior high, uh, I had done this stupid little thing about um, 
Hollywood secrets or something. And one of them was Mr. Spock's uh, ears, um, uh, earmuffs. And so they're shaped like his ears. And then I drew something else. And then I drew the Hulk's makeup. And it's a 55-gallon drum and a, and a roller on a big thing. That's how, you know. So anyway, I brought it. And I was just like showing it to him. And, you know, he has a severe hearing loss. Yeah. So he's I'm, deaf. I'm trying mm-hmm. to make sure I'm telling him exactly, you know, what, what I'm doing. And I was just like, I'm like tickled pink, you know, I'm like giggling like a schoolgirl because here, you know, here I am and I got some stuff signed for him. Uh, and then later on, I'm like walking through and he's leaving. And I was like, oh, oh, Mr. Luke, could, could we get a picture together? And he was like, sure. And so we're both doing the Hulk pose. Uh-huh. And it's oh my god it's my favorite picture yeah oh yeah i like my picture of me and luferig there too i thought we made a cute couple i agree I... <laughs> yeah i'm like I that's agree. my boyfriend it makes me green yeah. with envy ah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i told him oh, that yeah. because um yeah. because uh he had done a like a spe- one of those um where are they now superheroes and it was i think um, i think it might have been the same one that joanna cameron was on um and i'm the one that wrote to vh1 to get joanna cameron on that show you know so because they had done a thing that said that's how i met her that's how i and and she had wrote back to like a bunch of people and that's how i got her email and we started talking back and forth but it was the one with lou ferrigno and and then she told me when i met him to tell him tell him that she said hello and so i said joanna cameron said to say hello and he's like oh tell her tell her i said hi you know and it's like because he can talk but he you know um, yeah, I read where have, he got yeah. his hearing corrected now. Some kind of special uh, implant uh, really? aid or something. Yeah, but do, do you, do I you think know, it's a cochlear implant. Do you know that um, that's why he became the Hulk because he was bullied so bad as a kid that um, he? Uh, no, it was gamma rays. Uh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. gamma rays. Gamma rays. No, Maybe like uh, why go, Luke go ahead. for the role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that's what Lou Ferrigno um, was bullied as a kid. Can you imagine bullying him? Yes. And then, uh, you know. No, I mean, not now. Turn him into the I Hulk. can imagine that's it, but it wouldn't, that wouldn't turn out good. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but he took, uh, you know, he he um, he became the Hulk because of it, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that you shouldn't pick on You know, the other great thing about this. That's right. Don't pick on people because you never know what they're going to grow up to be. <laughs> yeah, uh, plus, right. it's wrong morally, but you never yes. know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this show had such a huge Star Trek influence, too, or connection. I mean, there were tons of people from Star Trek. Um, Charles Napier was on it, uh, Diana Muldar. Um, Mark Alamo was on it like three different times, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and just, just always the guest stars were so cool. Yeah, it's a great show. Yeah, great, fantastic, yeah. incredible show. <laughs> well, incredible. you got anything else to say oh, about so, the Hulk? Yeah, yeah, Lisa. <laughs> so I had Patrick on my show once, and we did the favorite, and I, I really put it to him. I did the favorite episode of TV shows from sci-fi and superheroes from the 70s and 80s. Uh-huh. And would you know it? That when we got to our number ones, we had chosen the exact same Six Million Dollar Man episode. And we also cha- chose, didn't we choose the same Incredible Hulk? Yep. Like it's our number two or three. We both chose well, what, the first. What's the, what's the first, what's the Six Million Dollar Man favorite? The Bigfoot? Oh, come on. It's got the Bigfoot. Big 
Yeah. It's got to be the Bigfoot. <laughs> but I mean, that just goes to show you how influential these shows were and all, and all that that whole bigfoot and and when the uh, bionic woman's in it too with the aliens and all that oh that's yeah that's a good one uh, that, yeah yeah okay yeah okay so um, okay so no i'm what's done his favorite and what's the what's the hulk what's the favorite you didn't say what your favorite oh the first I might the one too. with dick Durock. yeah where there's two hulks fighting and and again, oh, you know, the series they never brought in super villains or anything. So this was like the closest we got to more How like a comic a book Hulk? episode. He was the first Hulk. Oh, he was the first Hulk from like a series of injections, right? And he had been dormant for many many years. And with yeah. when uh, David Becker they or whatever his the name lab? Is, they, they do the lab. Yeah. Okay, I remember that. Yeah, and that yeah, was Dick Durant. Yeah, and he was more okay, of an evil yeah. Hulk. He actually killed people. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, that was did, just, um, did, did they kill him? Uh, him? Okay, so him? this is a point that we have a problem with. But yes, he does get killed by a single shot from a pistol. And you're like, oh. wait a minute, what? But you know, it had to end. Yeah. Oh, so somebody shoots uh, the the bad yeah, Hulk. Yeah, there's this storyline where the bad Hulk always loved this girl, this, and so she's a you know a, a much older woman uh, at the time, uh, and his name was what Dell or something. Yeah. Yeah, and so Dell was in love with what? this woman, but she was with another man, and so much later on, um, Dell takes this and he's trying to get her back, and when she finally realizes that he was the one that had killed was it her husband it was yeah killed her husband uh and that he was going to go crazy again um she shoots him and saves um pretty much i guess pretty much saves the hulk right yeah yeah but he was very very aggressive and and he wasn't afraid he used it as a as a weapon you're you're saying like that hulk the bad hulk you think could have taken on lou ferrigno hulk oh yeah he did in in that he was beating the he was, beating him. Yes, he was beating him. Jesus out of him. Because, <laughs> yeah, right? because that Hulk never had what the comic Hulk really had, which was the the angrier he got, the stronger he got. Oh, this. Oh. And this guy was was strong and mean. Yeah. So okay. he he didn't. I mean, he was just like he where Lou Ferrigno had like a um a a, a a kinder gentler side to him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was a gentle. He Hulk. started calm. He would, if he, as soon as he would start to calm down, he would start to um, unhulk himself. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, yeah, okay. great, great, great episode. All right. Okay, I'm done. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's move on to uh, comic books of the. Let's talk about the '70s first, Jamie. Okay. And, and Lisa, uh, Lisa, you said you really didn't read comic books. She just collects them. Mm. She just collects them. Yeah, I just collect yeah. them. She yeah, likes the cover art. Them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, right, well, yeah, I like It's true, true. Okay. Let's talk about the comics, in specifically in the 70s. Okay. And uh, I'll start off. I, I was into war comics and Western comics in the 70s, big time. And uh, I also read Detective Comics, which, of course, is, you know, Batman. Yeah, and by war comics, I mean uh, Sergeant Rock, the Unknown Soldier, uh, Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos. You remember yeah. Enemy Ace? 
I do remember it. I wasn't yeah. a, a big collector of that. And, and Blackhawk, of course. And, uh, uh -huh. and the Westerns I'm talking about was stuff like Jonah Hex and Scalp Hunter and, uh, and Ghost Rider. And I'm not talking about the demon on the motorcycle, but the, the, the glowing the cowboy, cowboy yeah. guns, gunslinger. Yeah. yeah. And, Didn't uh, they make a movie with Nicolas Cage, that Ghost Rider? Wasn't that and, a movie? Yeah, yeah, I just said I wasn't them. talking about that. But he shows uh, up. He, I'm talking about a Western. Sam Shepard. Uh, Elliot. Oh, so that Elliot, has nothing Sam to do Elliot. with that? They're totally different? Okay. Sam yeah. Elliott. Yeah. Sam Elliott's in the, the first one as a ghost rider <laughs> on a horse. Yeah. Which, which, uh, which is okay. kind of like a throwback to what I'm talking about, but not really. Because not really. The yeah. comic book I read, there, there was no demon or anything. It was just a. Uh, cowboy who found this, are they uh, are these things that are loosely based on comic books yeah or the, okay is that, is that i mean the ghost, ghost rider, rider was actually a comic book yeah the motorcycle yeah. one it was actually a comic book okay oh okay so there's two different ones there's one on a uh, a western one and then there's yeah, one that's there, a, there's a, another uh, character okay. altogether the western one he had like okay. a powder he would cover his clothes in and he would glow glow like moonlight so he looked right. like a ghost and uh, he was ah. just a gun, so kind of like the Lone Ranger, but glowing. Ah, yeah, like the headless horseman. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And one of the the talents uh, behind a lot of the art that I liked was Joe Kubert. Really? Yeah. And and we, I know we both met him at the same Comic Con in Houston, uh -huh. and, and that was like shortly before he died. We oh him. yeah, like a oh, month right. before he died. Yeah. And I regret oh. not getting a picture with him. Oh yeah, he probably yeah. would have to. Yeah. But because he, he died shortly after that, but at least I got to meet him. My one of my childhood was he sick? heroes. He was uh, just he old. was elderly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, oh, was, he was just old. Yeah, but I mean, you think about it. He not only did he produce all of this art and stories, he also produced two kids who that, also were artists. Yeah, yeah, are huge artists and started and and he started the Joe Kubert. Um, right, he influenced a lot of artists. A lot of saw. people. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Other stuff I liked in the seventies was, was like uh, Kazar the Savage, the Warlord. Speaking of Mike Grimm, yep. uh, Tarzan, Conan the Barbarian, Master of Kung Fu, which I think Marvel's getting ready to screw with that. You know, yeah, <clears throat> with that new movie coming out called Shang Chi. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Master of Kung Fu was, I it was kind of like putting Bruce Lee in a comic book. <laughs> I <laughs> loved it, you know, and uh, I I was um. I was a major Marvel fan and, uh, you know, even back in the seventies, but, but anyway, um, Shang-Chi's the, the trailer now looks nothing like the comics. Yeah. But, uh, but, but the more of the mainstream stuff I read and collected back then was, you know, detective comics, fantastic four. I love the brave and the bold, uh, Superman family, green arrow and green lantern team ups. Yeah. Uh, at least we, we talked about, you know, the ISIS comic that you had mentioned before, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah I mean, remember when that came out but um they only had what like i don't know how many like maybe eight yeah they had some cool like, there wasn't that cool many. covers the one i have that i still have she's flying alongside of an air force jet i think there's like a missile oh. being launched or something wow. anyway yeah but uh she's gonna be seen again in the black adam movie that's coming out from dc yeah yeah but so jamie what, what were you into in the 70s well, probably in the 70s, um, I, I was into the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man. Um, I also loved the biggies like Batman and Superman and all of their, you know, adjacent titles. Um, 
I, I never got into the uh, to the to the uh, Western stuff, but I did get into Sergeant Rock and the Unknown Soldier. Yes. Yes, I loved the Unknown Soldier because it was something different. You know, every week, uh, I mean, every month. And that, um, that's two franchises right there that should have been movies. You know. Yes, I agree. I but, agree. But I don't know if you ever watched that uh, Legends of Tomorrow. I have. Uh, Sergeant Rock shows up in that. I, I heard that. I yeah. didn't see the episode. So, so does Jonah Hex. Yeah, I've seen Jonah Hex there a couple yeah. times. And of course, they but, made that awful Jonah Hex movie. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. Um, so I, I love, but I also did love uh, the Ghost Rider. Yeah. Um, and that went through later on, ended up getting a subscription in the 80s. Yeah. Um, and then I, I kind of did some of the X-Men back then, but you know, I never even kept those. Um, for me, it was when I loved, I, I will say I did love Sergeant Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's a, a lot of what I read. Man, I remember reading a lot of Fantastic Four um, during that time and Captain America, you know, um, right. Th- those were some good stuff, it, but, but to be honest, it was really, uh, eighties when I really got into comic books, early eighties. Um, you're talking so about Sar- Sergeant the- rock, uh, in yeah. easy, easy company, easy company, Come uh, on, easy know. company. There's a war <laughs> on, you know, but there's some of those Kubert, uh, covers. Yeah. Were awesome. Yeah, and I love the haunted tank. Oh, yeah, with Zeb Stewart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one was cool too. I want to talk about Sergeant Rock, how much I loved it. I had a blue healer dog back in the 80s, Uh, and uh I named him Rock. Oh, okay. Yeah, because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get him a little helmet? I did. I thought you would. And some dog tags. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you're talking about how do you put up with it? I don't know. Do you, do you guys still have all your comics from when you were kids? What? No. What? No. Burned no? them all. Yeah. No. Burned every one Did of you? Them. No. I have what? some. You saved. I got every How one many of comics do, you, do each one of you have? Thousands. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Thousands? I don't, I don't know, but it's in the thousands. Yeah. I have I have uh, over 5,000. Yeah. Yeah. 5,000. Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> okay. Or do you have them all in like just plastic, uh, like um, bags, like boards, stuff, plastic they're boarded, bag. They're yeah. bag. They're in acid-free uh, boxes. Yeah. Are there. they? All that. Oh yeah. Oh For god. Real? Yeah. You wouldn't be a comic collector okay. if you. Okay. Patrick, didn't. yours are not in a in a cardboard box in your. Uh, um, well, they are storage in unit, boxes, they? but not in my storage unit. No. Okay. Mine are, mine are in the man <laughs> okay. cave. Yep. Oh, okay. And yeah. do you guys ever go back and reread them? Oh, the well, yeah, all the time. Really? Oh, yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Okay. And you have them, like, in order from, like, beginning to the, you know, like, um, from, yeah. like, the first one? Yes. You do. You're They're that organized. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because And mostly okay. because when I go to a show where there's somebody that's going to be autographing, that way I can go straight to it and find the issues that I want. Lisa, we're we're nerds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nerds personified. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. I mean, I've heard about people like you. (laughs) Yeah. Don't even start about talking about toys. Oh my god. Wasn't that the whole what that um what's his name? Kevin that does that the comic book. Kevin Smith. The the clerks. Yeah. Yeah. He he's a big comic guy. Oh yeah. 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 Um, He's a poser though. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. 
you we're guys the real got comic guys. Oh yeah, easy. The real deal. The real deal. The yeah. dynamic, the dynamic duo. Okay, all right. The brave and the bold. <laughs> yeah. The, Cupcake okay. and applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> don't crisscross your cupcakes applesauce. your applesauce <laughs> yeah the brave and the bold is now the, the, before you get your cupcake the yeah. senile and the old yep <laughs> the bold and the old okay yeah <laughs> okay all right but, so, uh, so all jamie right. there's one thing that uh i know about you and I'm going to blab it right here on Pop Ninja. Oh, God. Oh, no, don't. I'm going to hear. Don't. Tell, I was tell drunk. Me, tell, me, tell me. I want to talk about <laughs> ROM Pals. Yeah. Okay. You want, you want to explain about your love for ROM and what ROM Pals is? Okay. So this is going to, this is going to, I'll, I'll do this succinctly. So back in the late 70s and early 80s, this was the golden age of tie-ins. So what they would do is they would come out with a toy. And then they would go to somebody, usually Marvel, but sometimes DC, and say, hey, we want to sell the crap out of this toy. Make a comic book that looks really cool. So Parker Brothers made ROM in 1979, and they went to Marvel and said, hey, we want a, a comic book about this. And so they started a comic which would last for 75 issues for... Uh, annuals multiple tie-ins dozens and dozens of uh appearances and it's it, it is literally the 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 most boy scout character it makes captain america look like uh one of the i don't know like that one of the hell's angels so i created or started with a with a group of other guys what we call the rom pals and it's all of these people out there who love the ROM comic book and what he kind of stands for and what his stories do and everything. And so we're on Twitter uh, uh, at the ROM Pals. And basically, anytime we have something, we get something new, somebody needs an issue or whatever, we just kind of tweet to each other. And then there's a, uh, there's a couple of groups on Facebook that most of the members are into. But uh, Jamie Cosley, uh, shout out to, uh, who is an amazing artist. Uh, he does a strip called The Light Side for the Star Wars magazine. Um, he created Rom Thumb, which basically was like a little kid version of Rom. And we morphed that into... Is that Tom Thumb's like older brother? It's his, it's his cybernetic brother. Yes, exactly, Lisa. Okay. <laughs> okay. And... Um, <laughs> So we created this little logo, and uh, so I went out and had some stickers and some patches made, and uh, all of the ROM pals, we, we send out these packets, uh, and so you can become an official, and there's even a little membership card that ROM the Space Knight signs, uh, and it's just a group of people who just, you know, love the story, and... And how big, how big is your group? Is there more than three people in it? Uh, there are. Um, we, I think at last okay. count, there were about, I don't know, not many, 80 of us or something. Um, but oh, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. But one of the people is Chris Rial, who uh, is the former editor uh, at IDW, who had such a love for Rom that he went and tried to get the character, both from Marvel, uh, because they own, uh, well, let me say, it's easier to say Parker owned the the ROM character and name and the look 
and they or they uh, own the Solstice Order, which was the name of the group. But Marvel owns everything else because they created it in the comic. So you can still see the Dire Wraiths, who are the shape-shifting uh, villains. And you can still see all the other Space Knights, but you can't see Ron. What did he look like? What did he, he look like? He's. I'm going to show you. I'm going to send you a patch. But he's basically uh, oh. a seven-something foot tall, shiny silver robot, basically looking. But what they do is they take oh, a man. Is, is that in your? Um, do you have a picture of that on your? Um, do you have a picture of him on your? Um, like oh, Facebook yeah. page somewhere uh -huh. on, on Facebook. I think I saw Twitter. a picture of your yeah, patch. Yeah. He looks yeah. like a, ro a robot. Yeah, yeah. Reminded me of Rosie from the Jetsons. Yeah, that's what reminded me. It's kind of like a boxy Cylon. Yeah, yeah. And so there's actually a person. There you go. I think they were dating for a while. That was his wife. Yeah. Ram and Rosie. Ram and Rosie. Yeah. But so anyway, he loved it so much that while trying to get the titles, he wrote. A, a small like four issue series called onyx four or six i can't remember and then he was able to secure the stuff back from the toy company so he came out with a new idw rom and the main thing about rom is, is that he has muffin uh i mean uh oven mitt pants he doesn't have fingers and so he the new character has fingers so that's like the major distinction between the two Cool. But it's just a fun group. Oven mitts you know? for hands. Yeah, he, his for for his hands look like oven mitts, and there was a thumb, and then there was all four fingers welded together. And what can you do with that? He could do seventy-five bake, issues bake worth cookies. of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he bake didn't have cookies. to. He didn't have to grab a towel <laughs> to take the cookies out of the oven. You know? That's right. But he's that he's is... he's one of these characters that never faulted in his moral compass. Um, he there was never an evil Rom, or well, there was a there was a clone. But anyway, he never took the took the the lower path. He always stood up for what was right, and I think it would be so hard to redo that to recapture it um, today. But back in the eighties, it, it was always two. Well, most of it was two issue arcs, and they'd have everybody and their brother guest starring on that show. I mean, on guest starring in these issues. And uh, Bill Mantlo um, wrote every issue, I believe, and everybody from Sal Buscema, uh, Al Milgram, uh, Bill Sinkivit, I probably just tore that number up. Even Steve Ditko did some issues. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's just, I just, it's a, it's a group that I love. If there's anybody out there um, that hears this and, and wants to know more, you know, I'll have all my contact information on there. Cool. Uh, let me know and I'll send you a membership kit and you too could be a ROM pal. I never got a membership kit. Did you ever say, ask me? I'm asking you now, Jamie. You, I am putting it I together. I want to be a ROM pal. How many T's do you have in Bennett? Two. Two. All <laughs> right. It's in the mail. I'm going to send you and Lisa one both. Uh, I'll be Briar Rosie. Briar Rosie. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay well um yeah he said rosie and rom you know rosie and rom. Thing. yeah, yeah. It's, it's rom and brandy Brian, but rosie you know. <laughs> oh okay um yeah so that but was I a like lot the of moral moral thing yeah oh yeah yeah he never never because ever that's what faulted. um 
That's what was ISIS was in, in uh, Captain Marvel. They always had the morals in the story. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's one I of the like, reasons. I like that. I don't think it would do as well today as it would. As it because nobody has any morals. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't know. People don't know what a moral is anymore. Well, you know, you everybody know, has to have. The, yeah, everybody has to have the dark side. Even Captain, you know, America, Superman, all these guys, they all at some point falter. Um, and, and then yeah. redeem themselves. ISIS didn't. ISIS didn't, and neither did Captain Marvel. They well, didn't ISIS falter. didn't. ISIS hook up with uh, Black Adam for a while in the fifty-two. Oh, yeah. Well, that not she wasn't my. That wasn't my ISIS. Yeah. Oh, oh, I got you. I got you. Okay. She barely like. Um, you know, I guess you know uh, Brian Cutler. You know, Rick Mason's supposed to be kind of implied that uh, that there's a relationship there because like they go on you know, picnics and horseback riding and out to dinner together, but they, um, you know, they never, he's like, he's like the lowest lane, you know, is to Clark Kent. Oh, okay. But, um, but uh, yeah, they never, you know, so I don't know where Black Adam comes in to the the picture. We won't even talk about him anymore. It has nothing to do with the TV show. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Hey, Jamie. Yeah. Uh Jamie, uh, when I think of Rom, the smell of mothballs, I, I can smell it, <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you why. You know how you know how smell can bring you back to a memory. They say it's one of the uh, most powerful, right? Memory connections, triggers. Well, well yeah. my friend, my best friend, used to collect ROM. Uh huh. And that was my first involvement with ROM comics. He he had a uh, his Chester drawers <gasps> in his bedroom. Oh yeah. He, when he would pull open that drawer where his comics were. His mom had mothballs in there. And oh, cool. So that's where rom com comes smell. from. That's where oh. rom com comes from. Stands for romantic, romantic comedy. Oh. <laughs> but Jamie would tell you, yes, exactly. Yes. That's where yeah. it comes from. A rom com. Anyway, did you ever put that together? Did you ever think of that? Like, there's when actually say a, a rom com. There's actually a guy a- in uh, in Canada. I think it's Canada, and he takes rom com posters. And changes yeah. it to actually have ROM in it. Oh, that is so awesome. They're hilarious. And then there's another guy who takes ROM comic books and he travels like a lot. And so there's pictures of ROM comics all over the world. Cool. Oh, but uh, when somebody says, Do you want to watch a ROM com? You think you get all excited and then they uh, put in, um, exactly. They put in, um, you know, uh, yeah. Um, uh huh. <laughs> that's not a rom-com they put in like a, under the tuscan sun yeah what is that okay. or must love dogs you know, rom-com like tuscan raiders that a star wars rom-com i think it is under the tuscan under- sun yeah tuscan raiders sand people never seen that star okay. wars of course <laughs> right okay well, jamie uh, so, yeah let's talk about 80s comic books all right this is where you came in huh this is where i came in brother this okay. is where go ahead I was going to say, this is where I really found a love for comic books uh, to the point where I, you remember how you could you could clip out a page and uh, subscribe to right. different things. So I used to subscribe to comic books. Me too. You remember those uh, brown, brown wrappers? Sleeves, uh, <laughs> that you how, what kind of comics they, were, you, were you doing? So back then, brown, <laughs> I was doing uh, I was Star Wars and G.I. Joe. Yeah, I got Coming Star Wars and Indiana Jones and uh, yeah. Fantastic Four. And I was getting. Um, uh, they came in the mail. Warlord. Yeah. 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 They came in the mail. And that's all they would do is it was um, a brown wrapper. And it wasn't even a complete wrapper. Yeah. It was like a it little was, sleeve. It wasn't an envelope. Yeah. 
And, you know, it's amazing how many, because I still have a lot of those. It's amazing how many of them were not torn up. Right, yeah. Because they didn't have machines as much back then. Right. So it was a lot of hand-carried stuff. Dude, but man, I, I can I remember used... getting my mom after school, let's go by the post office. And, I yeah. was, you know, I'd take the key in there just hoping, you know, and I'd ease it open and there would be that brown sleeve. Yeah. <gasps> So for me, I used to have to, well, my mom and our dad would bring me by the post office, you know, every once in a while. We lived in a little town called Ball. And I I'm would. I'm sorry. Ball. I'm sorry. Like, I know. <laughs> just on speed. Um, I lived in Punxsutawney. Oh, that's cool. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's not yeah. Like Ball. <laughs> no, Ball's the speeding capital of the, Louisiana. Ball's like the. You mean like a ball, like Louisiana. a bouncy ball? Like a bouncy ball. Yep. It yeah. Was the, it was the name okay. of a guy who owned a law cutting the, the town kind of came up around mr ball oh that was ball. yeah mm -hmm. but um, i knew some mr balls okay moving on <laughs> yeah uh, definitely moving touch on that. quick <laughs> there's a few <laughs> yeah. I, so i no, used to really where i knew a dog ball yeah <laughs> i used to ride my bike mm -hmm. all the way down and then along the highway to the to the post office and same thing i'd have that key and i'd i'd you'd about know it was going to be like a certain week of the month like maybe right. the third week would be the marvel ones and maybe the second week would be the, the warlord comic and you'd open it up and just kind of do a little silent prayer and then you know oh oh yeah there it is uh, so would you read it right then or would you wait till you get home well the thing is my mom was a school teacher and i went to the same school so i would just ride home with her yeah. And we would go to the post office on the way home. So as soon as I got in the car, I was to read it. Ah, so see, I'm the same way. I would, I would come out and unless it was raining or something. Uh, and yes, I would go if it was raining, if I was pretty certain that there was a comic book that day, uh, I'd bring a Ziploc bag or no, I'd bring a garbage bag. Uh, and I would sit there and read it before I'd go home and yeah. then slide it back into the little wrapper and then ride my bike all the way back home and then reread it when you got home oh you doggone right you know yeah, i can mom, remember we would always hit the post office and i would get the comic and then she would go to the grocery store and i'd stay in the car yeah so I, i'd read it all while she was shopping you know you'd roll the window down you know the, yeah you know the it's, only comics that i read were in the sunday paper oh well you know spider-man was in the comics was in the sunday papers yeah i meant oh. those kind of comics yeah, yeah. <laughs> prince valiant yeah yeah but man, no, Beetle Bailey. Beetle Bailey, yeah. <laughs> Hagar, the Hagar, horrible. yeah, the horrible. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Hagar. I read him, and yeah, Nancy. Wasn't there one named Nancy? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that her name? Yeah, I like so, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But okay, I, I love. Okay. I just loved getting them and reading them, and um, you know, the Star Wars. There were so many cool covers and stories. Oh, yeah. When they expanded the, I mean, it was like 107 issues, you know. And they bring, you know, new dark lords and they bring worlds where it, everything was underwater, but yet still there was a Jedi there that they were able to find. And, and, and those Indiana Jones comics, the covers, man. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. You know, and then, um, you know, I, the Warlord, I mean, I was getting it. I think I, I looked back and I want to say the first issue I got was around 50, 59 or 60, but I was buying them before then. But man, I love getting those comic books in and reading them. Uh, not just the Grell stuff, but when he turned over the uh, the pencils to, to Dan Jurgens and then Dan took it over, um, went in a completely different 
way, but I loved the way that the character stayed true to it. Uh, but oh man, I, I just loved comics back in the 80s. And of course, you know, X-Men and Oh know, right, yeah. I, I was reading, you know, the same, a lot of the same ones were saying, but I, I liked uh, like anything with Batman, Detective, Batman, Brave and the Bold, all that Neil Adams good stuff. Neil Adams, man, with his Superman, his Green Arrow and Green Lantern. Yeah, he, he was yeah. one of my favorites ever. Yeah, but, well, I hope yeah, you got something signed by him because yeah, no, nowadays it's like a hundred bucks. The Fantastic Four, Superman. Oh, I love John uh, Burns stuff in the, in the Fantastic Burns Four in the eighties. The Power Man and Iron Fist. Never really got into it. Really? I didn't. I, I do have an appreciation as an adult for it. I went back and reread a bunch of yeah, them, but at the them. time, it wasn't. It wasn't me. Same thing with Green Arrow. Uh, I, I mean, Green Lantern. Lantern. Never yeah, really got into it back then, but as an adult, I really the, enjoyed the Neil it. Adams Green Lantern stuff. Yeah, I was mm -hmm. all into that. Uh, Captain America and Falcon. Uh, oh yeah, the, the read, book and records. Yeah, I read Shazam back then. Uh, the X Men. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about Neil Adams, man. Anything he was, you know, on board with was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. He even did the super, uh, the six million dollar man comic. Yeah. Some good yeah. covers have, on those. Have you ever read the Bionic Woman comics from the seventies, Lisa? No, I didn't know there was any. Yeah, yeah. Those. Are you, are you asleep, I, Lisa? No, I'm not asleep. I'm, I'm, like I'm, I'm listening to it all. No, I'm I'm listening to everything. Nope. I yeah. No, I was just thinking the only um the only other comics I I know were like the Archies. You know, like they're not superhero. What about right? Richie Rich? Did you read those? No, I just know what I know who he is though. Oh, okay. Lisa, here within the last wasn't, it, wasn't that uh, Ricky Schroeder? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Lisa, here yeah. here within the last you know five or six years, there's several comics that you would be interested in. They they do yeah. um. Uh, the Bionic Woman, all new stories. Yeah, it's like a. It, it, a oh, a are they the ones by Andy Mangles? Andy Mangles? No, no. Doesn't he, he do them? With it. No, he's he, just a big fan. But I thought he did. No, he I has nothing he, to do with the oh, comics. I thought he did too. He's a collector he and oh. big fan. But uh, oh, I thought he did. I do Wonder Woman and the Bionic Woman together. He did that. I don't think he did. I mean, he might be a big fan I of he it. Did. Nah, oh. I'm pretty sure it wasn't Andy Mangles. But, but oh, anyway, okay. well, uh, then I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> They, they do the the Linda Carter. The art looks just like her for Wonder Woman. Yeah. Got, yeah. You know, then the, he must just post pictures of that. Probably. Stuff I think he's just a super fan. I have seen those. Okay. He's a super super fan of a. Yeah. I know um, he, he's Wonder a big collector okay. of Wonder Woman. He has like all kind yeah. of prop replicas and posters and, and figures. Well, so, and so is Billy Ray Bates. Yeah. Yeah. She likes all that stuff, and she does the Green Lantern. Did she give you a copy of her book, The Green Lantern? Didn't you get a copy from her? That was the Green Hornet. Hers? Yeah, oh, Green Hornet. okay. There's too many green things. But look, they, they've, they've <laughs> okay. redone all new stories of the Bionic Woman. And they had a crossover yeah. with Wonder Woman. Yeah, and the art looks just like, uh, what's her face, Jamie Summers. It does. It looks yeah. like both of them, Lindsay Wagner yeah. and did you know that there's a, um Did you know there's a game, and I can't remember the name of it, but my son has shown it to me, that the, the guy that created it um, was a big fan of the Bionic Woman and Lindsay Wagner, and he uses her, pick, like a, um, her, a, like he, it's a younger version of her in a, in a video game. Jordan showed it to me. I can't remember the name of it, but it sort of looks like her, but not like totally looks like her, but um, they mm. kind of used her in another uh, video game, like her face. No, I hadn't heard but of that. They like de-aged de her. I'll have to ask Jordan the name of it again. Um, but, but Jamie, yeah. uh, 
to me, a lot of stuff I collect now is a lot of the retro stuff that they go back to and, and redo like, like Batman, the sixties with Adam West, you know, yeah, they have that yeah. whole comic series drawn just to look like Adam West. It does. It does. And, That's Ty, know, Ty Templeton did some of that. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, $6 million man, Bionic woman, they've got the seventies Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Yeah, they brought back Lone Ranger, Zorro, the Phantom. That's the kind yeah, of a lot of that's from Dynamite, man. That right. they they've really jumped onto that bandwagon. Yeah, and and they do a good job. Yeah. I mean, they did a lot of uh, John Carter, Warlord of Mars, and Deja Thoris, and all of that stuff. Now, um, in high school and college, I read, of course, Green Arrow by Mike Grell, the Longbow Hunters, and then the, uh-huh. the monthly series. Dude, I was obsessed with that. Yeah. And, and uh, heavily into John Sable Freelance by Matt Grell. Uh, oh, you know, God, yeah. Had every issue of that. And then when he rebooted, you know, the, the reboot of the series, I had those. And uh, heavily into The Punisher. That's when The Punisher got his first monthly series. Yeah, okay. And The Question and Wolverine. Yeah. All, all those number ones. I started with number one and uh, very big into that. And you know who Timothy Truman is? Yeah, yeah, Scout. Scout, yeah, uh-huh. oh, I love Scout. Yeah, uh, who put out the uh, Scout series? It was, I think, it was First, first comics. comics. Yeah, I liked all yeah. this stuff because because yeah. they did. Uh, they they're the ones doing Sable. Uh huh. They had exactly like, like Whisper. It's kind of like a ninja. Yeah, and they had a big cross. They would do crossover events. They would. And yeah. I tell you what, they they had some cool. Was it Grimjack? Yeah, Grimjack. And what was that other space pirate type uh, comic? Uh, Star Slayer? Star Slayer. Which is yeah. another Mike Grell. Mike yeah. Grell. That was pretty mm-hmm. cool, too. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that, that was like my high school comic uh, in comic years. My- so did you do the elementals in the 80s? I really wasn't into the elementals. Oh, my God. I love the elementals. Uh, Bill Willingham. Uh, yeah. just such a great story. It's kind of like a Fantastic Four of the Dead type feel. Or they all have, um, you know, elemental spirits giving them powers after they all die. And uh, just some really cool stuff. Uh, I really, really enjoyed that series in the 80s. That is, like Lisa was asking earlier, if we reread, that is definitely a series that I pull out on a regular basis and reread. Yeah. Do you guys, um, like, are the, you know, like the... Um... Like the uh, shows that are out, like the, uh, the the Eternals and stuff, are they from a com- like a yes. comic? Yes. Yeah, the Eternals are. Okay. That was a okay. Jack Kirby. Um, have didn't Jack Kirby do that? Seems like it was. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I don't know about that movie. Uh, what about like Guardians of the Galaxy? Is that a comic? Yep, that's a comic too. All of, everything that Marvel okay. puts out is a comic. Because my fi- fire whistle's going off again. Atomic batteries to power. You're what? Can you hear it? Yeah. The fire whistle across the street. I don't think Patrick oh, cool. heard it the whole time he was here. No, it didn't. Yeah. Does <laughs> so that mean there's a fire? Yeah. Uh, a wreck. Oh, okay. It's usually a wreck. Gosh. Yeah, yeah it went off in the middle of the one with uh, Ken. Wasn't it? It was Ken Olin that we were talking oh. to. He said they're coming to get me. They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, haha. 
they're coming to get me yeah again yeah um yeah so i i hate when it does that cause it bleeds into the podcast but okay oh, it adds character ah yeah <laughs> and tension and suspense <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, okay well are you guys you still you, you i you guys can go on and on and on I oh we're gonna wrap know. it up uh, jamie okay. I, I got one big question all right do you have a favorite comic book of all time like title oh. not, not just an issue but a, a title uh, I'd probably isn't the wrong guy. Yeah, I, I'd probably say Rom. Uh, you know, if I had to to choose another one, uh, secondary would probably be Warlord. Okay. But Rom is definitely. Uh, I have four different versions of it. Um, I, I've gotten uh, I've gotten it bound into three omnibus type. You know, I've collected. Right. Uh, I'm trying to get every issue signed. Uh, so Rom is definitely would be my favorite um but like as a as a child growing up that i still love as a as an adult uh i'd say the warlord it's yeah. just it's just so well written uh it it does kind of falter a little bit uh after you know it breaches 100 um here and there but there's still a couple of cool stories in there afterwards but man for for a run for as long as it went and it just kept me glued to it um, Grell and, and Jurgens both did an incredible job, and Mark Texaria uh, did covers and some art. I'm he, say, I him. Did you ever think of um, of writing a comic? I actually, you know. I, I actually have tried a couple. Yeah. Um, I, I was yeah. working on uh, a ROM number seventy six and seventy seven, which was going to be a two issue, and it's going to be a follow up. Um, and I actually had someone, uh, I commissioned someone to do the covers for them. Um, and it's basically a story because at the end of the ROM comic series, he ends up back on his home planet, which was ravaged in the war. And he regains his humanity and he brings his earth, the, the love of his earth life, Brandy. And they're basically going to repopulate the uh, Galador, his planet. So for issue 76, it literally picks up on the same panel as the the one in 70 in 75 but you're looking at it from another viewpoint and as they walk off to go figure out like where they're going to live and stuff a watcher is there and uh basically anytime a watcher shows up that means there's going to be a huge event and they're there to record it for for all times and they basically he has to go through a portal back to a an, another earth uh, and in it, um, Venom has mated up with the Dire Wraiths, and they're destroying, you know, all sorts. Of, so basically, he gets back into the suit through the stuff. And so anyway, I did that, and then I'm working on a horror comic um, that is going slowly. But I have a lot of comic friends, uh, writers, and artists, and they're always kind of giving me a shout out Cody Chamberlain and like I said Matt earlier Jamin Pelican we, we go to these groups called uh, Drink and Draw and so I, I've kind of been throwing little things around but it's not first and foremost uh, of what I do oh that's cool no yeah. what's Thank the you. horror comic what's that about it's called it's called Countdown to Death and it's an anthology uh, using some stories that uh, some creative writing stories that I did when I was in high school 
and they yeah. basically are all around stories about people who had a a decision to make and they all choose the wrong decision that leads to their death and then it, it kind of oh. is one of those things where it ties them all together at the end they a lot of them take place yeah. down here it's uh, like an uplifting oh yeah it's 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 a it's a real feel-good story is it you know? okay yeah and, and there's there oh yeah yeah and there's romance in it you know and puppies oh. and it's it's just wonderful oh like know? john wick okay yeah. <laughs> just like john Sorry. wick but yeah. I, I don't know that you'll ever see it, but it is something that I pull out and work on every once in a while. That's funny. Nobody's ever asked me that. Oh, well then. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Yay well, me. Okay. Yay you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jamie, uh, it's been a pleasure having you with us today. Uh, oh, it's my absolute pleasure. It was an incredible time. Well, we'll tell the audience <laughs> about your uh, podcast and where they can listen to it at. Well, um, we are fave five from fans. Uh, we're right now a sporadic one. I've had a, a little bit of uh, bad luck lately, so I haven't been recording, but uh, I'm about ready to kick back off with uh, an episode of, about Star Trek The Next Generation starring Patrick Bennett and uh, two other guys where we talk about our favorite Next Gen episodes. So that should be coming out uh, second week of July. Uh -oh. uh, the week after that, there'll be a new episode from my uh, other podcast called Complete Disarray with J.B. Ray. And that one will be about battles. I mean, uh, Buck Rogers in the 25th century Sweet. starring. Uh, I have a guest star on there named um, Patrick Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that yeah, works that out. Yeah, I know. You know, but uh, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be the month of Patrick. The, you mean the Patrick Bennett? The Patrick the, Bennett with two T's. The Cupcake Bennett? Yeah, That's right. Okay, yeah. Former band member of Cake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. um, and so you can find us uh, mostly on Twitter. Um, you, you can do Twitter at fave, the number five from fans. Uh, and on Facebook at fave five from fans, all spelled out. Um, we're on all the major platforms. You can go to Spotify and you can tell Alexa to play Faith Five from fans. Just make sure you enunciate or else you'll get recipes for fish. And um, anybody out there who likes the show and wants to give us uh, some feedback and a positive review, it helps us to grow. And we're looking forward to our 50th episode, Sweet. which is going to be a major episode. We're going to be switching platforms uh, and, um, I'm really excited about it. I don't want to talk about it because it's super secret, but I've got my first um, big time guest. So it should be, it should be fun. Nice. So now, when you say switch platforms, what do you mean? Well, instead of uh, right now I'm at AOC, uh, which is a community media group. Oh. And we're, we're there. I'm going to be part of a pilot program where we start going to uh, anchor FM and they'll start putting out, uh, all of our episodes so you, out there you won't see any difference right. um but um they're going to help me they're actually going to do some press releases which i'm like feeling big time for and uh we're going to be doing cool. some video stuff uh, doing um maybe even a call in on it we're going to see how this works but there's a bunch of ideas for this one and uh, i'm really looking forward to it cool. they'll probably be by maybe by august awesome well, good luck with everything. Yeah. Well, thank you. And I just want to say I love y'all's show. It's so much fun. Uh, well, thank it's, you. it's something different every week, but it's always about that cool comfort zone of the 70s and 80s that I love so much. Well, thanks. 
Well, for this week's prize, we're giving away a date with Jamie Ray. That's right. Now, we'll be going for Chick-fil-A, so it has to be a Monday through Saturday. And I would appreciate it if... Uh, if they pay you. Know, well, that would be nice. I was going to say, at least keep it down to the small uh, sizes, but uh, really looking forward to whoever wins. <laughs> All right. Lisa, you want to talk about a real prize? Uh, I am it. a real prize. I I was going to bid uh, 50 cents. Oh, yay! <laughs> Which album? <Okay. laughs> Which album? Uh, oh my okay um i got yeah, it the, the the jamie ray greatest hits album yeah it, it's it's what 45 minutes of <laughs> blank okay <laughs> okay well um we are giving away a prize to a bonus prize this a is bonus a bonus prize. Okay. okay yeah um yeah, we're going to give away the uh, Blu-ray of Superman, the original Superman with Christopher Reeve. From 1978. Reeves, Reeve. Yeah, from <laughs> 1978. Um, and the code word will be kryptonite. Kryptonite. So kryptonite. Send us, send us that word to our uh, Facebook uh, through a private message and you may win the Superman DVD. So right. special little tidbit about kryptonite. It was actually created on the TV show, or was it the radio show, and not in the comics? Cool. There you go. Oh. <laughs> well, I want to thank all of our listeners for putting up with our tomfoolery today. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate each and every one of you, and uh, we'll have a new episode next Wednesday. And as we sign off today, I want to leave you with this final thought. Hey, Stuart. Well, what brings you guys here? We were looking for a recommendation about comic books. Oh, well, I recommend you don't open a store and sell them. <laughs> no, we were just wondering why the guys like this stuff so much, so we thought we'd give it a try. Oh, okay. What do you think you might be into? Superhero, fantasy, graphic novels, manga? I swear I will turn a hose on you. <laughs> what kind of comics do the guys like? Um, a little bit of everything. Mostly superhero stuff. All right, well, who's the best superhero? I can't ask a question like that in here. Are you trying to start a rumble? Well, what do you recommend? Well, uh, let's see. You've got your basic clean-cut good guys, Superman, Spider-Man, Captain America. Then you have your darker anti-heroes, your Batman, your Wolverine, Punisher. Ooh, I do love a bad boy. As evidenced by your boyfriend and his fear of hamsters. Are you? I'd go for Fables number one. The artwork is sophisticated, it's intelligently written, and that doesn't objectify or stereotype women. Oh, Thor, he's hot. <laughs> yeah, he kind of is. Remember when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk? Well, you left me anyhow, and then the days got worse and worse, and now you see I've gone completely out of my mind. And they're coming to take me away, haha, they're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away. 
You thought it was a joke, and so you laughed. You laughed when I had said that losing you would make me flip my lid. Right? You know you laughed. I heard you laugh. You laughed, you laughed, and laughed, and then you left. But now you know I'm utterly mad. And they're coming to take me away. Ha ha! They're coming to take me away. Ho ho! Hee hee! Ha ha! To the happy home with trees and flowers and chirping birds and basket weavers who sit and smile and twiddle their thumbs and toes, and they're coming to take me away. I cooked your food, I cleaned your house, and this is how you pay me back for all my kind, unselfish, loving deeds. Ha! Well, you just wait. They'll find you yet, and when they do, they'll put you in the ASPCA, you mangy mutt. And they're coming to take me away. Ha ha! They're coming to take me away. Ho ho! Hee hee! Ha ha! To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me.